Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 12, Episode 16, the season finale. Return to Kabakwe Tapai. Oh shit. It's a heavy, heavy Cockney Collins episode. Cockney Daddy, he's going finish us off this season. Heavy is the sack of Cockney Collins, it says in the Book of Enoch. I was trying to think of a Phil Collins song, and I forgot of them. Genesis, Nintendo. Air tomorrow. Gorilla today. Oh, shit. Um... Well, it's funny because you're doing the like a oh shit, and he's like Cockney Collins. <laughs> Both London accents. And as uh, as our our British friend Craig likes to always get annoyed uh, with us with <laughs> regarding yes, um, he hates that Americans think that all all English accents are Cockney-ish. kingly London. They're either yeah foppish London or Cockney accents. And he's a Midlander. He's from mm. the center of. The Isle of United Kingdom. Oh, yes. The country, United Kingdom. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and wherever Irish and Welsh and Scot- Scot- Scotlish is. <laughs> I am Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> you can Scottish me anywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, we got a... Bart, Blart saying hello. Oh, hello, Blart. Uh, Blart and Korok75 are uh, hey, chatting with us here on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, just like you can pretty much every Monday night when we record and we post the audio version of the show up right afterwards. Um, Tuesday morning for yes. <laughs> some people. Now I'm like in between seven yeah. British accents. For the east coast of America. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the old 50s like uh, accent. Well, well sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we post them. it every Monday night. <laughs> but for you, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Art of the mind. Art of the mind. Theater of the mind. <laughs> Blot of the mind. Oh, yes. They did say sweet church, which I didn't realize I forgot I was wearing an alien oh, yeah. bottle logic shirt. And you got yeah. the Sooks, Sooks Daddy shirt on. I don't think I've ever seen you wear that shirt before. Uh, I've worn it a few times. Usually a cat rag. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> you catch rag seeker. <laughs> I'm a bit of a cum seeker. <laughs> or was it skeet seeker? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah it's or a cream seeker. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cream's men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a balmy Monday night. Um, yeah. And, still uh, about 80 degrees with about 80% humidity. Yeah. Um, just post uh, a long uh, involved conversation with uh, Ding Dong Bundy, Steve's roommate, Matt. About um, the installation of semi-central air in the house pretty soon. So. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. But uh, again, thanks for uh, all the Twitch chatters out yeah. there having some chatter with us yeah. on Twitch.tv/probing <laughs> ancient aliens. You yeah, can also support us and get exclusive episodes of exclusive episodes of podcasts every <laughs> month. Uh, two exclusive podcasts every month on patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. One of them is Adventurous Ghosts, our ghost adventures podcast about the infamous and famous travel channel show starring Zach Reagans, former president of the Paranormal Society of America. Sex addict and Las Vegas resident. Ernie's long lost cousin. <laughs> And consistent top hat wearer. <laughs> <laughs> and only sepian-toned style photos on his promotional bus, <laughs> which I did see in Vegas, where it was like, come oh, to the nice. Bag End's House of Horror, or whatever the fuck it's called. Come come to Bag End. Yes. 
and see my little hobbit hole. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> See uh, what's spooking up in this hole. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the billboards yeah, say. Just, just watch me. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the other podcast uh, every month is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects and people, characters that we talk about on this show. So yes. there'll be, you know, symposiums with David Childress, where it's his own deal. Or it's, uh, <laughs> um, uh, we just did Superhuman, uh, which is Car- uh, Caroline Corey, who's kind of a new age priestess broad yeah um who's who... on sprogan dogs <laughs> yes she she's uh this week's guest on somewhere in skies uh <laughs> promoting superhuman which came out like four months ago or three months ago or saying something i but... feel like it came out early-ish lockdown yes exactly yeah. and uh we weren't gonna pay twenty dollars for exactly. it to buy it so we waited a few months to pay four dollars to rent it so uh but yeah we'll do reviews of content just like that uh we've done kind of you know, content from Gaia, or we've done, uh, we've done Girl, David, uh, yes, uh, we've done David Wilcock appearances on like the Jenny McCarthy show. Yeah, we um, did appearances on exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's four Wilcock oriented content, at least pieces Bo- of content they're Bobaney's favorite, exactly. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, those are all the hits to him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then we'll do uh, live commentary episodes a la like Mystery Science Theater or something like and that, and not for... on a la We'll Never Draw Him, no, or anything. Of that well, again, nature. it's Muhammad, yeah. Yeah. It's Allah as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they the type of draw God. Allah in. Islam. I don't know. That's another good question, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, also, we got uh, fresh gear from title sponsor of the show, Night Beacon Lights. Oh, thank you, Night <laughs> Just Beacons. Just under you, uh, Hulk Hogan's breasts here, you oh. can see the fresh sticker. Oh. And whatever this is that you jam up your asshole. Oh, wow. It's so a pro. It looks like a probe to me. It does. Yeah. So this one, uh, the night beacon lights used for diving. Yes. For safety, activates mm-hmm. in water. The old one I could get, I could fake it. Yes. But this one, I don't know how to fake it yet. I literally got this in the mail. Yeah. From. Uh, and he's the a man himself, right he's, there. He's a board certified lobster fisherman. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Spear yeah, fisherman. Exactly. Um, he's is, a lobby bob. Is that is that an actual <laughs> sticker? Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow. And he cut it. That's a long-ass piece I just, of adhesive. I didn't feel like sticking it on Hogan, so I just kind of dropped it in the frame there. But, piece of uh, adhesive sounds like a <laughs> like a 90s, like, uh, Spin Doctors-esque style yeah. band or something. And I'm dropping loads, and I leave, or I leave a piece of adhesive <clears throat> behind. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you Superman something. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the self-titled album. Exactly. And the, uh, titular song. Yes. First single off the album. Right, 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 right. Piece of adhesive by piece of adhesive. <laughs> on the album, piece of adhesive. Yeah, it's quite uh, literal. The LP. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, was Blart the first one on? Blart is. Oh, Because do on. we have any new Hold Patreon, on, we so. do. Uh, speaking of patreon.com slash aliens, where for $5 or more you can get those two exclusive podcasts I just talked about and didn't say this whole thing that I should have said when I was talking about that. I uh, will work for cum. Yes. Uh, we have a new patron, and as is tradition, our newest patron on patreon.com is uh, uh, the sponsor, the title sponsor of each episode, no, of, of whatever episode we're talking about them on, of the weekly How You Doing, Steve, <laughs> and How You Doing, Joey segment. Right so uh, <laughs> this is How You Doing, Steve, How You Doing, Joey, sponsored by Agro Ass, <laughs> who is our newest $10 a month patron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they spelled aggro it's all one word but aggro is spelled capital a-g-g-r-o all caps a-g-g-r-o and then ass is 
uncapitalized. Oh, so, perfect. Yes. So we know where the, the real hits are. Exactly. They're strong um, points. Yeah, so Agoras and I wonder, how are you doing, Steve? I'm doing pretty good. I also, yeah. you know, it's not sponsored by, but I'll call out our latest Twitch follower. Oh, yeah. Eight Inch Hanger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best uh, uh, Twitch handle. They, I mean, we've had a few gnarly ones. <laughs> that one's pretty good, too. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, we had a nice weekend here. We uh, had a little Hawaiian barbecue action mm-hmm. this weekend. I made some spam masubis in the old, I tried it in the smoker. Yes. Uh, they were delicious. They came out pretty good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so William, William Coosby, a.k.a. my wife, thought they were delicious as well. Oh, perfect. She would like to make have you make them many more of them more often. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did two cans. That was two cans of Spam. So I almost... We're talking about Masubi, not Fruit Loops here. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> fruit cans. Uh, so I was almost going to do more just because I know those are so crushable. Yes. But then at but it was the your same first time, time making them too. First time making them, we had a bunch of other food. So I was like, oh, yeah. you don't want to fill up right, right. on those. So uh, but, I... Mean, but, Sorry, Dorsh Corner. We did want to fill up on those. Well. <laughs> I mean, no, his, no, his no, everything was good. was good. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But those were just, again, those are like addictive because they're exactly. like an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. But they're hearty, but they're kind of like sushi, but they're kind of barbecued kind of thing. Right. You know, so it's like hits a lot of savory it points. Slaps all the, all the different yeah. points there. I bet you could get, you can make a good smack sound with a slab of spam. Oh, yeah. That yeah. wet meat. Wet uh, beef. Wet uh, meat. Well, it's wet pork, technically. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have been eating a lot of wet beef lately, which yes. I'm happy. Oh, yes. Happy about. That's good. The yeah, we uh, yeah for any Chicago fans out there, uh, we drive by when we go to uh, we make the long <laughs> trek to the yeah it's a little I like it but it's the just, intro it's to the how you doing it I think yes. it's probably better and then I'll um, how are you doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> still with your penis yeah uh, not when, very long <laughs> yeah. when we drive down to the uh, La Mirada disc golf course at La Mirada Regional Park uh, on the way back. We will stop by the Portillo's in Buena Park, which Portillo's is a Chicago-based hot dog and Italian beef sandwich chain. chain. Yes. And yes, all of their meat, all their meat is wet, and therefore the bread surrounding it is very steamy and wet, too. Because obviously we can't dine in because Mm -hmm. of COVID, so we get the drive-through. So by the time, and we don't even like take it home, we'll drive like immediately park, get out. Yeah. And it is soggy. So I, I can't, it's been so long since I've eaten there sitting down. Right. When they serve it to you, is it that wet? Like, is the bread already that wet by the time yeah. it gets to you? Because it's like cause in that, the restaurant. Because that Italian beef is that super thinly sliced beef, and it's like, yeah, it's marinated and almost stewed. Yeah. So there's a lot of marinade. They fucking loaf yeah. on. Like the you said, it's like a French bread, dip, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, but uh, yeah, you had the cake shake there once okay. as well, where yeah. they grind up a piece of cake into yeah. a milkshake, which that, is good. Uh, that cup was in my room for about two weeks after. I saw that when I, <laughs> I passed, threw it last away time I was here. Yesterday, I nice. think. Did you catch a lot of uh, dead babies in there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. dropping them down uh, for sweet, sweet treats. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, and then Sunday I did nothing because it was so hot. Like, mm. I couldn't. It's like, oh, I can do stuff in the garage. Like, nope, disgusting. So I just kind of yeah. slept all day. Oh, wow. Uh, like a lizard. Yes, it's mm-hmm. quite nice. Yeah. And then today we worked and then played some disc golf where I mm-hmm. ate shit in front of a group of old hobolos. Yeah. Who were who were nice enough to let us play through? Yeah, yeah. And then you almost hit the building because yes. there's a little green building at the. There's like a little off. maintenance, like power building out there. Yeah, so it's always a trick to miss. So yeah. Joey almost hits it, but makes yes. it over. So we're like, okay. And then I go to rip, and then <laughs> I just totally slide out because yeah. feet out from under you. The pads are like these big slabs of cement. Yeah, which sometimes there's gradients, and then they're like, you know. A broom sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one's always a wet hole. It's out of our shoulders. Yeah. Broom sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> uh, 
but this one's always like wet mud, but it's been yes. so hot. I think that, like you said, it just kind of dried into a dusty crust. Yes. But again, all those but guys teed off it. and it, no one yeah. had an issue. So I go right. and, and fully go in and you put all your weight into one leg. Right. That slid out and then I fell back, caught myself on my back oh. leg. Kind of like Joey said, like a baseball slide, like, yeah. you know, shin down. So it's basically like my shin hit the edge of cement. Oh. Yeah. And then it all drags. So yes. it's like, I feel like... Uh, from what's that movie where the karate team fights the Koreans? Where the karate team fights the Koreans? The Korean team, the South Korean team. It's an '80s movie. Oh, I don't know. Uh, best of the best. Oh, okay. And like the, the one, that. the one bat super bad guy, he has a, a patch, and he can like mm. his his big move is he breaks all these baseball bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I feel like that or John Claude Van Damme and Kickboxer when right. he had to like break through the palm tree. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my left leg feels like that. I know their pain now because it was like it's all it's all scraped up and bloody and then insta bruise too. Like right, because it's that ugh. slam yeah. down which. I wonder. I wonder if right it's one of those situations where, if you could go back in time, would you just let yourself slide, or would that be worse? Because sometimes, like trying to stop yourself, fucks you up well, more. But that's what initiated the slide was yeah. me stopping. Right. I mean, I guess if I surfed it out, I have no clue. I'm just like it's one of those no, times where it's like because like, sometimes if you roll your ankle, it's better to just like roll over and kind of do a little somersault yeah. as opposed to. But then you you automatically try to stop yourself, and then that strains everything, and you fall yeah, directly yeah. on it or something. Right. But, right. So um, my so it's a high ankle kind of let's say. Mm-hmm. Contusion. Is your calf still Charlie Horson? Uh, calf isn't too bad. I feel like in my toes and kind of all over. If you, if your you toes. Know, oh. If you know my personal Instagram, I posted a, a pic there, so maybe yeah. you'll see it. Maybe I maybe can share it people. on probing if you want. Yeah, we can just do yeah. a straight up probing post, yeah. you know, for all the the, the cut freaks out yes. there, bleed freaks. <laughs> well, gonna, I literally <laughs> thought I was like, I wonder if like hitting on the primal nature, and if this is if we're being you know, heteronormative, I guess. Yes. If your average straight woman, if she likes it when guys are like beat up from a fight hey, or scraped up because they worked hard at something or have an line, athlete Joe. injury. Are you right? not, do you not know the classic line? I don't know. T shirt stickers. Chicks dig scars, man. Oh, okay. Come on, bro. But I mean scars, n- not necessarily the uh uh the actual fresh blood and meat and rawness. Right. You know. Because you also have a disgusting, your second, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, your first one's yeah. barely healed up, finally. I could maybe then... do a montage, because I did take a pic to post, and we never did. So maybe yeah. I'll post this, and then the yeah. the shin shin biff yes. yeah, right here. Where you can see inside Steve's body with... Oh, yeah. It looks like one of those... Deeper, deeper. I'm sure a lot of people traveling in larger cities like New York, or when it, like whenever wherever there's bitter cold winters walking through the city... You will see injured homeless people because they're <laughs> drunk, high, or you know, getting into it's all slippery. sorts of uh, of scampy trouble. Um, and I've I've seen it multiple times where they just have these open wounds that have dried and are probably infected, but they're just they look so dry. They look like they've crystallized. And I've seen it always on their shins because I'm sure they're tripping on things or whatever, yeah. falling down stairs. A lot of stairs in New York. Uh, but that's what your wound looks like. Oh, good. Just You literally just see the meat inside. It's a lifestyle. My biography, the yeah. meat inside. Uh, <laughs> the beef inside. Yes. Uh, what is this? Al, what's his name? Or sh- what do you, how do you say that? Grove Snake? S- no, SL, this one. They gave a, that's how you do it. Oh, that is. Oh, I touched it. SL1G1T. Sligmit. I'll, I'll take slow, it. Slow one, whatever. <laughs> slow one, give me one. <laughs> give me the yeah. dong. Tell and us then, how to do uh, that. Oh, and they subscribe with Prime. Huh? No, no. Grove Snake gave oh, us another sorry. Prime re-up. So thank you. Appreciate that, Grove Snake. Um, 
Oh, he did a little one word for sure. Number oh, four. Sure, sure. There you go. <laughs> well, because I get the emote thank you, so I gave that back. Oh, nice. Uh, anyways, Twitch does do some shit. So again, if you want to treat it <laughs> like a call-in program, yeah, uh, out here on the West Coast, effects. this is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are you doing, Joe? Uh, pretty good. We uh, had a, a a long weekend, but it was not bad. It was just kind of tiring. My wife's friends. Oh God, I forgot. Father died on oh, well, uh, last yeah. week from cancer. He was apparently not the best man, but. Um, he was always a groom. He, many weddings. Yeah, no, he sense. wasn't the greatest guy, but uh, her friend flew out from where she lives. And my wife went for like 10 hours over there and helped them, like funeral planning and making right. goodie bags Friday and all this kind of stuff Saturday. on Friday. Friday. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was flying solo most of Friday. And then, because um, we went to. Oh, we did La Mirada. La Mirada. And that was like almost 100. Yes. And it was fucking. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was disgusting. We had a wall. And then, and at La Mirada on Friday, it was a- extra irritating because. We didn't really have to skip too many holes, but then there was a bunch of classes of little kids yeah, the using the end. disc golf course. Yeah. Well, even when we went up to hole seven, remember, we were like, what the fuck's going on here? We're going to putt. And they were like, I had to be like, hey, we're no, going to be throwing to the, the hole. That was the second half. That, that's what I'm saying. That was towards the end. I know. Um, and then we had to skip again because they were all running yeah. holes, too. I mean, so. we had the course to ourselves, though, mm. for most of the day. So front yeah. half, beautiful, no yeah. one around. Yeah. And then back half, someone let us play through right away. Yeah, yeah there were some kids because it hit that six o'clock mark. Exactly. Five to six o'clock hours. So. Um, but yeah, it was nice that kids are back in school because it wasn't as many people out there. Right, right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I uh, ate too much Portillo's, went home, loafed out. Because um, you got the big beef and a cock? Yes. Which is, Not the regular which beef, is but just a big too beef. much. Yes, yeah. the big beef Italian sandwich. Ate, and ate it too fast all at the same time. Yeah, because <laughs> so. it is scrum <laughs> And it was like once I had that large Diet Coke, oh, yeah. I just fizzy, pounded fizzy that fucking bake. thing because I was yeah. literally. It was hitting a point where that we don't usually get out here in California. It's so muggy this summer, like it's so humid. Yeah, that's usually safe for the South or anywhere. And in here. August, it'll get humid, but for yeah. like a week, this yeah. has been like All kind month. of the whole month. Yeah. It's been like really hot, really humid. Yeah, Very and as nice. everyone that know, you know, everyone else except here knows because they deal West with it all Coast the time. Elitism. There it is. <laughs> uh, it just drains you like crazy because we just I kind of like hit a fucking wall towards the end yeah, of the because you excursion. thankfully got some Gatorades. So yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, should have gotten learn for ding dong over yeah. here, but uh, <laughs> no, that's why I always bring though also water, also another drink. I know at least because you can crush at least two Gatorades yes. and water. Yeah, for sure. I had the I had that moment where we probably had another half hour there, and I was but I was like, and I was doing I was diligently sipping a little bit of Gatorade every couple holes. And then I was like, God, I'm so thirsty. Crushed this last third. I just guzzled yeah, it. And I was like, I, he, I immediately, I was like, I know this is wrong, but I'm so thirsty. And then by the time we got to the car, I was just dragging. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Which but, was good um, the kids skipped then. Yes. It helped out. Because um, Joey and I were wearing black shirts, and we had the white yes, uh, salt line exactly. sweats uh, all throughout us. Mm-hmm. So, salt uh, Lake City on our shirts. Yeah, yeah. A lot of more. It looked like a topograph. To, Graphical map of Salt Lake City. Yes, um, and of cum. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> this is where the cum goes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then Saturday um, did some field work, which is a dumb disc golf term, which means you go out to a field and practice your drives. Uh, and then um, and you don't have to be sixteen for that. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you. I mean, we joke about getting there before the hair, but they got to be twenty at least, right? You right. Know, or sixteen, like you just to said. get a license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I went to went to Whole Foods to grocery store. West Coast Elite Eliteism check well, too. It's owned by Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Aren't they across the country? They are, okay. but they're just you know, like the South Park episode. It's like, oh, you're not a real city unless Whole Foods yeah, is in okay. your town. Yeah. 
but and uh, Weiger would joke, and then but I heard the joke much longer yes. before him. Which Thrilling was whole paycheck. That's who. I, yeah. That's where I heard it from. Right, first. right, like ten years ago. It's more like whole paycheck. Thrillin' McGillen, uh, yeah. guest star, freak, of, pretty frequent guest yeah. up here. There, drunk that, um, and then uh, yeah, then we all went to our Hawaiian luau thing with you. Uh, my wife forgot. My wife's and alternator in her car was crapping out on the way there. Had no signs of anything before, and it was the end of about a forty-five minute drive, and it started crapping out. And then we got out, ready to leave, didn't start. Um, tried to get it towed. They couldn't tow it to where we needed to get it towed. Yeah. Well, they jumped it because I was. Yes. Which we should get you guys some jumper cables. Cause she already the ordered fact them. that no one has them. Oh, yeah. And and then the roadside kit. But anyways, yeah. so we had to wait for the tow truck to come, and then. We're like, hey, it's five minutes past when you said, where right. are they? Right. Oh, we didn't put it in. Right. Well, that was 45 minutes yeah. ago. Thanks literally, a lot, literally, dumb This shit, is why AAA, AAA drives me nuts. Like, we made an appointment. They're like, all right. And we told them, here's what well, we need to happen. Well, I'm just saying the emergency we had. Right. That, that night when we're like, hey, we're stuck on the side of the road. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. happened again no, no, yesterday, that, too. But that's what I was just following up. was like, yeah. it happened that night. They showed up. Yeah. So then we had to call again, wait another 45 minutes. Yep. So we just kept crushing beers. Sorry, we only had yard. one guy working tonight. I'm like, which doesn't I, it, mean you can't put in the fucking right. request or inform us of the delay. Right, right. <laughs> but it's so, not. But it wasn't even a delay. It was we forgot. We just didn't do. It's our like job. Isn't the person at AAA on the phone with you putting in this as you're on the phone into yeah. their computer? It's yeah, insane. Yeah. So and then they got there, tried to jump it. The guys like, yeah. dude, this thing's fucked. Yeah. Don't even drive it. Yeah. And I, so then I looked and I like rev the engine and stuff, and yeah. things died even more. Yeah. And we literally saw like, the lights uh, just like fading and whatever. Yeah, because um, she just got a new battery in February because right. a similar thing happened on the way home from your house. Right. Um, but uh, and AAA was fucked that time again. We had an hour and a half. Um, but anyway, uh, got it taken care of. Sunday we had to do a bunch of back and forth to get the car towed to her. Back, he'll go all the way back to Mission Viejo. Drive it all the way back to Seal Beach with the tow truck, and now it's getting fixed today. So yes. uh, that was super annoying, but it's a 13 year old car. So, um, but uh, and then yeah, did um, we didn't play disc golf Sunday morning before my martial arts practice because it was just gonna like, a we were out two hours later than yeah, we wanted right. to be, yeah. and even though I, I slept okay, I mean I got home at one in the morning yes. probably one thirty something yeah. like that, and. I think. Uh, yeah, that's about right. And then, because we got home at one forty-five, okay. and then, um, or no, we got home at like twelve uh, forty-five. Okay, so maybe I got home at twelve. Because then we went to something. bed about one forty-five right, right. after letting the dogs out and stuff. But uh, who let, who let out? the dogs out? <laughs> the dogs out. Hmm. Uh, let that dog. And then uh, went to my mom's house where it was insanely fucking wet and hot the whole time. Well, she has that fake grass. She does. Um, but it's just yeah, it was just bacon. Just bacon out yeah. there all day. Well, Gail loves bacon at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, somehow it always lapses into a. Someone brings up a conversation about my dad, which then annoys me. <laughs> okay. And uh, but it was fine overall. But what'd you um, guys have on Sunday night? We had a very good. It's kind of they call it. It's really stupid because it's basically carbonara, but they're starting to call it Ooh. Italian mac and cheese because they make it with like the twisty, the really like good yeah, quality yeah, twisty yeah. macaroni. Fusilli. Um, is it Fusili? Like Fusili Jerry, the corkscrew. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it probably is. It, it's like the bigger maybe. one, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Um, so it has peas and fucking bacon and shit in there. Yeah, it was really good. Um, they also had the the melon that is a mix of honeydew, cantaloupe, and something else, which just tastes like cantaloupe, even okay. though it looks like honeydew. Yeah. Uh, so much wrapped in prosciutto. Cantaloupe. 
No, this was just as a little Fucking side. Get the fuck out of here. This podcast's over. We did have fuck uh, you and your family. <laughs> we had uh, we had prosciutto for appetizers, though. No, that's stupid. You wrap it around the melon. You give it a cut. I grew up like you that. Eat it. It's fine. Okay, it's delicious. Uh, but they didn't want to. But well, they had a lot idiots. of soft cheese, yeah. <laughs> which I don't really like. So see, what you should have done is just told them to fuck off and started wrapping them. Exactly. And then yeah. crush it that yeah. way. Um, and then my soft step- cheese is delicious. And then my stepdaddy. Uh, smoked chicken to go with it, which oh, was really good. It actually came weed. out really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do whole chicken or quarters? Or I what? think it was whole because there was quite a bit of chicken. Okay. Yeah. Um, but did because but he has a Traeger yeah. pellet job, and um, he almost forgot to keep it going one of those times. But he, he yeah he he it. was like mm, so I will dispute Eric. I'm not a mm-hmm. pellet guy yeah. for my smoking. To I be told honest, him you once you're getting into this, you should ask Steve for advice because he's become a really good smoker and. He's more low tech, but also more instinctive and can play with things more. Yeah. Um, so if you ever want tips to dick. to ask yeah. him, and he's like, I might, but I just love that with this thing, I can just put it in there, set it, and walk away. So okay. I have a little dispute with that. <laughs> uh, so one, sure, that's fine, but <laughs> okay. uh, not, not the best way to approach it. Mm-hmm. And also he was like, I'm like, because that's what I said when we were talking the other week. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, those are nice because you can just kind of set it and walk away. Yeah. And your mom's like, well, I don't think so. And Erickson, yeah. <laughs> they drain out like every 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, right. that's also bullshit. Right. Like, you got to watch out because he had the, he made the mistake of letting the pellets run out and then the meat yeah, just exactly. was fucked. Yeah. But he's like, I wouldn't watch TV for three hours and I never checked on it and yeah. it didn't cook for two of them. So now hours. to him, he's like, oh, you got to check it every 45 minutes. But right. I'm like, that's also not true, though. Like, it lasts because I know people that just fucking set those things up overnight. Yeah. yeah. Like, as long as you put it in the hopper. Right. <laughs> the hopper. Uh, which they've been running those stupid commercials again, again without <laughs> the guy who sounds like oh, okay. freaking. It's like some girl. Hey, Dan. It's like Peter Griffin. Exactly. Talking to Peter Griffin. On, right, right. Uh, the hopper. Because that was like a, a thing that like expands like your Wi Fi or something like that. Something it, weird. They started running them on Howard some tech again device, now that I'm listening yeah. a bunch. But uh, <laughs> so I was thinking of hopper. Even though she's not saying it at all like that. When watching but, Stranger uh, Things, I was like, hey, it's oh, hopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's somewhere in between of like, yeah, yeah it's set it and forget it, and you do have to check on it. But yeah. there's definitely shit you can do while you're going. Yes. And then I was telling him, like, hey, you can buy a super smoker, <laughs> literally, <laughs> uh, setting, and this you can buy these extra tubes, yeah. and then you line that with the pellets, and mm-hmm. you light it so you get extra smoke, and mm. you can like do all these hacks, and you're just like Ooh. looking at me like, <laughs> and your mom's like, oh, okay, okay. I was like... I'm like, you guys can look like fuck with that thing more if you right, want. Right, right, right. You know, you can get lots of attachments. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can up the level right. of pleasure that that could bring to you. It's really romantic fist attachment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's definitely like as you're doing a bigger smoke, like a brisket or a pulled pork. Yeah. Baste it at different times and right. just like alter the pet. Like if he wanted to get fancy, like oh, do your first run of pellets mesquite, do your next run right. hickory, and that can change. Exactly. Shit, so. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's a thing. Like what he's made so far has been very good, but it's uh, shall I say, a little soulless compared to like eating yours or from right. a barbecue place where it's all yeah. low tech and more care, actual you know, love yeah, and yeah, care yeah. going yeah. into it. Too, and that's so. what Grove Snake just said. He said they're not the same thing. Yes. I'll stick with my charcoal and wet yeah. wet wood. <laughs> See, I don't wet even. Wood. What kind of what kind of setup you run, Grove Snake? Because I'm running uh, offset vertical mm-hmm. and then a vertical straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
God damn it. Weber Smoky Mountain. Yeah, just outside of your straight range. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't use wet wood. I use hunks of wood. Biggie hunky man. <laughs> I use hung wood. <laughs> um, and yeah. And then that just runs it. But that yep. definitely penetrates the smoke much deeper. Oh, we got night, night beacon lights here. Got I some got wet wood some for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you can see your, your sponsor title yes. right here, Night Beacon. Oh, his traffic his web traffic's through the roof. Oh yeah. Right and now. then confirm <laughs> that this is not for your anus. Yeah. And that it like the water penetrates it because I can't get it to turn on like the other one. It looks like a ring pop mixed with an anal probe. Oh, yeah. Which I guess that's what anal probes and ring pops look like. Um, Also, I don't know, in the comments we've been getting recently, which, oh, we need to do Reaching for the Stars. Yes. Uh, People say we chew on Mike. Yeah, there's been a few of those. Maybe it's up, like, when we're doing something. Or we're drinking beer and things like that, but, yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, Steve and I have uh, nervous ticks too, but yeah. um, no, I wanted to oh, answer. Oh, maybe it's my like that. Oh, okay, so you twist it, so that no is, water needed. That is definitely like a V two of the original oh, one, yeah. and you can see that whole double A battery. Oh yeah, that blue LED. So, oh, I, feel, I think that my brain is getting downloaded binary code from this thing right, right now. Bend over and I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to answer a couple uh, uh, comments, so we want to thank. Um, well, A, Dusty Tweet Hope, who I don't think is on the chat tonight, but I forgot to respond to him today. He just said, hey, the last Patreon episode was really great. Great job. So there thank you, you, Dusty. He and uh, Michael Davis, who is one of our other Patreons, uh, they're both Canadian, I believe, because we asked, hey, is Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, which is like the Kids in the right, Hall movie, right. is it on fucking Canadian Amazon Prime Video? Because yeah. it's not available in our region in the U.S. Like anywhere. Yeah. And then and uh, Michael Davis confirmed, I think Dusty did too. He can't find it on there, but uh, season one and two of Kids in the Hall, the show, are on Prime, too, right. which I don't know if they're on in America. Which, did too, I lend you those DVDs? A long no. time ago, yeah. Okay. Did it, do You You don't still have them, though? Did, no. back with I don't okay. think so. I, gotta, I can dig it. Oh, up. that was back with my ex. I no, I know. Yeah. I couldn't remember if I then re-lent them to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And that was, hey, and speaking of that's how you do it, uh, that was a very Gale connection thing, so I used to... I used to dog oh, yeah. sit for her, and she had better cable than my family did, where they actually had Comedy Central, which is basic cable. Right, right. But this was back when, like, depending on your area that you lived in, oh, yeah. they would have different packages for basic cable. I didn't and have drove Comedy Central. Fucking nuts. I would only have Comedy Central and Sci Fi Channel when I went to my dad's in Lakewood. Exactly the same. Long yeah. Beach. And then, but living in Hermosa Redondo, I wouldn't right. have that at all. Yeah, we had like Copley Colony and all these weird cable companies when, like, where my dad lived in Stanton, they were like, had like Time Warner the first back when it was yeah. brand new, and so yeah, they, they always had that shit. But I wa- I would watch because on in the afternoons, like three between three and four p.m., they would have two episodes per day of Kids in the Hall. So I would right. watch a whole season in a couple weeks, and just I would like I probably should have seen the, all of the episodes of that yeah, show yeah, like yeah. fucking ten times. But and dance, yeah, <laughs> and dance. Um, but uh, thanks for answering there. But yeah, as uh, as you were alluding to blatantly, which is now a paradoxical statement. You can't blatantly elude, otherwise it's not an illusion. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we have a little segment here called Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you, the little probers and probats out there, or if we want to be woke, you all of you prolapstronauts out there. Right. <laughs> Gender neutral Single. term. Yes. Uh, to I should put that as my pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we ask you to uh, go on Apple Podcasts or your podcast service of choice and give us a five-star rating and review us in the comments of that rating and we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out just like these fine prolapsronauts here. Uh, The first one is from Jimmy Shays uh, via Apple Podcasts in the U.S. 
He titles it Try Not to Laugh, I Dare You, five stars. Which, is this the person who did a four star and we're like, oh, I think they fucked up? Because that oh, was know. almost the same title, where it's like, I dare you not to laugh. Oh, it is. It uh, and they is. upped it to a five. Oh, so, so they upped it to a five. They, so I think they made um, it, yeah. Oh, and, and they deleted it, too. So okay. now it's marked as deleted. So um, we'll read it again, because that's how this works. That's how um, Two best friends bring an epic mystery science theater take slash commentary to the TV show Ancient Aliens, episode by episode. These two guys use some kind of... <laughs> everyone spells that different. The he kind. spells it like it's Korean or something. It's <laughs> like S-U-M-K-I-N... D-O-V-E, like the bird or the soap or the chocolate. Summer coin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Impersonation humor to accurately portray the experts and panel of guests on the TV show while breaking down their beliefs. So grab your earmuffs, kids, or on better thought, on second thought, I think he means, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, Sit this one out. This is certainly a podcast for adults or at least older humans that think they are. He could have added in or the larger children. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, uh, the next one comes from booby tassels <laughs> via apple podcast <laughs> um who gives us five stars and titles it dope af which i think means ass fuck yes uh, uh five stars been listening to the podcast for about a year fucking. now <laughs> uh for about a year now every episode makes me laugh more than i expected but for this i am grateful but in all seriousness it's obvious the hosts are at least somewhat intelligent and funny also the impressions are legit so thank you booby tassels um and then we have a cast box. well there's another one too from is there the Nikki one four three? Oh gosh, that's right. Um, oh, they put them out of order. That's weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, baby. Which I realize one four three is also I love you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> one four three. Uh, uh, baby Nikki Kylie one four three via Apple Podcast United States uh, titles her I assume podcast amazing five stars. You guys are awesome. This podcast is a mix of things they talk about. <laughs> okay. <Is it? laughs> yeah. Uh, they're absolutely absolutely hilarious. I mostly listen to you guys at night, and I try. So hard not to laugh out loud. Voices are soothing and relaxing. It's a mix of laughter and information that'll please anyone who listens. Also agree, this is a podcast for older teens and adults. Crying laughing emoji. Uh, Love you guys. I also, all caps, adore your laughs. (laughs) And then she writes a purple heart because she uh, is proud of our military history. Yes. We can give a a big rip here. Three, two, one. She probably just came. Oh yeah, it's like she, Howard Stern. She's she like the, the yes, private. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I can't want you to sit on the yeah. the speaker. Stephen Joey. But we're just. And uh, and then yeah, we have one on <laughs> Castbox, which is a great app. Uh, it's platform agnostic, so whether you have Android, iPhone, whatever, uh, it's a nice little podcast app. We have. Uh, gosh, we have 1.1 thousand subscribers just on Castbox alone. There you so go. That's cool. And Grove Snake says, "LOL." They said, "Somewhat, what a dick." <laughs> <laughs> and he's also running a barrel smoker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Florida Sparky, who's given us a review in the past on Castbox, not Bobandy. Yes, gave it five stars. Not the resident beautiful boy Bobandy. I'm just a random electrician on the re- electrician on the East Coast of Florida. Sparky equals a nickname for electrician. Hashtag not Bobandy. Hashtag East Coast elitism. <laughs> hashtag uh, poked my comment cherry. I think they meant popped my comment cherry. Uh, and then there were some comments on this uh, thing here. Uh, this thing here. This fucking comment. And that yeah, I can't fucking the, read now? The comments are always weird because, yeah. It goes oh, like, I didn't even read the rest because CastBox oh. super truncates the preview for each okay. one. Uh, I don't normally comment on anything ever. Great podcast, boys. I love the 12-year-old humor in random tangents. Make some of the subjects tolerable. 
burp on mic all you want. <laughs> uh, but the sound okay. of chewing is the most visceral and disgusting sound. Maybe it's me, uh, to clarify my earlier comment. Uh, and then, gosh, why can't I see these fucking comments? It's weird. It's like, you have to be logged in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, is this good? And they're like, shut up and listen to it. It's free. Why, yeah, are you just, fucking ca- yeah, why do you yeah, care? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Florida Sparky. We, appre- we thank you for your service of <laughs> electrical wires speak and your name. optimizing yeah. energy efficiency in and people's houses all over East Florida. To the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Earth. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, the uh, there has continually been the same, but then similarly interesting alien news continuing to happen, which is just, right. uh, you know, now the Pentagon's promising we're going to release a bunch of shit pretty mm-hmm. soon here, too. Um, so it's, it's, it's just all more shit like that. Um, they did, did you read the, I fucking love science about that giant cigar shaped asteroid that they thought maybe was like a, a space station or a ship or something mm, like that. That sounds kind of familiar. But yeah. I can't remember if it like changed course or something, but there's been a lot of like, uh, Graham Hancocky stuff where they're like, he's sharing a lot of stories too, but they're in the mainstream cause it, it, they're, they're all falling under the. Could 2020 get any worse? Right, kind right. of post, but it's well, like some people are like, "Hey, they're disclosing because they know they have to because something right. even crazier is going to happen." So yes. you got to start it now. But the that I think that was the story was that asteroid and one other were some of the nearest uh, misses that Earth has had of these mm-hmm. gigantic mm-hmm. thing uh, asteroids that would destroy the planet. Basically, right, right, so right. Uh, that's always fun. But Graham, Han- Graham Hancock is always saying like, "We need to be fucking focusing on this shit more because yeah. yes, everything else on Earth is important." But none of it matters if a giant country size or state size right, bowling right. ball fucking strikes us out here on the planet. Right, right, you know, right. Strike out, not really a bowling term. It's technically a baseball term, but strike is yeah. a bowling term. So that's exactly. why I said it. So um, it's Ace called a motif. In the hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Ding Dong Bundy is getting some oh, fresh, find that? fresh Kirkland TP out of the closet. I couldn't find it. It must earlier. be post dinner pooping time. Yeah. PD- he buys that Kirkland PDP, stuff, product detail page. Gotta live that Charmin yes, life, yes. baby. <laughs> I, I do like the Kirkland stuff, um, but uh, only because it's as good as good brand names, too. You know, like, Not the one he buys, whatever. Because oh, the right. Charmin is far superior than any Kirkland product mm. I've ever had. Sometimes, is it Charmin? I think it's Char- Charmin. That uh, can sometimes pill up a little bit if you have a hairy tuchus like well, I do. You gotta shave it down, my uh, friend. Or that's why I use the tushy uh, right. bidet now, which yeah. I love that thing so much. I'm gonna get one for the downstairs bathroom oh, too. <laughs> so if you need to wash I your butt well, or you need I'm a little drink, save a shit. Yeah, you yeah. need a drink. You don't even have to lean over if that thing's on full power. Oh, you turn you it on and it will fucking uh, it will s- slice your uvula in half. Oh, perfect. Like a samurai being beheaded. Well, I've been trying to get my Adam's apple shaved down. With yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Discreet way, so yes. I'll use that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just standing there with it yeah. perpendicularly, kind of going across your throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have no pronouns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I think Michael Davis or somebody also said uh, they've started using the phrase uh, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> at, their, at their place of business whenever there something ridiculous happens. So. Um, there was somebody else, I'm sorry I can't remember who it was, that was saying, uh, uh, trying to get us to do a hot mic recording yeah. of, or a hot button recording of Gail saying that's how you do it. Or, or maybe even us, just that's yeah. how you do it, and you just can just right. push the button. Um, but they, yeah, they would prefer Gail to do it, but she also doesn't know, uh, yeah. she doesn't, A, she doesn't, I mean, she knows that I have this show, but she's never fucking listened to no, one no, second. No. She also, for her, that was only 
a throwaway line micro in an infinite yeah. ocean of throwaway lines even just on right. that day yeah. you know but for me and then for steve afterwards Sticky. it was life-changing <laughs> and for all you listeners out there yeah. so i mean it's our production company yes so. exactly plus if we record her we might have to pay her in the future yeah. royalties or something too yeah. but yeah. um because she might have trademarked that because <laughs> it just said it was a throwaway yeah, owns, yeah. <laughs> line but uh, yeah, i did it yeah um, other than that, uh, you want to take a quick pee pee potty break, a, refill break? And outside then... piss because Matt's shitting. Oh boy. That's But we fun. can definitely do it. Yes. Recharger. Uh, no, we're still recording here. Oh, okay. So three. Uh, Are we off? And we back. Welcome to the return of May. <laughs> Go Teppy Blacker. <laughs> Go tappy Black Lives Matter. I was gonna say I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna pivot away from any kind of. Oh, you're gonna pivot away from Black Lives Matter? No, from the black. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go black. Go black. Oh god, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, uh, I can drift very easily yes. into something it shouldn't. Um, yeah, dys- dyslexia with Go Back Tappy <laughs> could kill your career. Exactly, your virgining career. Yes, my virgin career. Yes, uh, virgin colada. No hmm. rum. Uh, One yeah. time I did drink, so there was this gnarly tiki bar called uh, Bahookas uh-huh. out in Rosemead, mm-hmm. and it's where they filmed uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it was before I could drink, and they had this called the Captain Cook, and it was basically a pina colada, yeah. and, but it was no like the virgin rum. version, <laughs> yeah. which was the Captain Cook, and I called it the Captain Cookie, uh. the way it was spelled. <laughs> so my brother says that every time. Yes. And then it's they, C-O-O-K-E. Yeah. yeah, and it was like something dumb where it was like, they were like $8 a glass mm-hmm. for a virgin one, yeah. right? And like $12 for a bowl, which is like a two, for quote unquote two people. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, just get the fucking bowl because it's for right. two because I can just crush them because it's just right. sweet coconut milk and all this shit. Right. Later did I do the doo-doo, <laughs> all this shit. We went to Disneyland. Later did I do. Reason. I put Mountain Dew in that yeah. thing. <laughs> no, I crushed that whole bowl by myself. We get to Disneyland, uh-huh. park in the downtown Disney area by Disney Hotel. Uh-huh. I'm literally just under running into the Disneyland Hotel because I had to shit my pants so bad. <laughs> because that that uh, coconut cream and oh, milk yeah. just went right through mm-hmm. me. So Because it, it was probably like a 30-minute drive from the restaurant at right. least down back this way to Disneyland. Creamy liqueur. And, uh, yeah, I blew that bathroom up pretty hard. (laughs) Witching. I thought you were going to say you went to go puke. Like, you were going to go puke. No, because there was no alcohol. It was Mm. just, like, sweet, delicious, creamy goodness. Pre-21. Okay, yeah. Uh, Because then we went there for my 21st birthday. Got it. Around there. To Trader Sam's or Disneyland? No, to Bahooka. Or that Bahooka bar. Okay, got it. Yeah, Because that place was rad. Not a hookah bar. Yeah. Bahooka. Bahookas. Uh, because it, it was like all the classic like shitty Hawaiian food was like fried yeah. shrimp and short ribs yeah, and all this yeah. stuff. But like sit down. Mm-hmm. And then the place was rad, though, because the the bar was a fish tank. And uh-huh. they just had fish tanks all over the place. Now, wow. the fish look old and probably fucked up. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're trucking along. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was just like super gnarly tiki'd out and yeah. again, all the the fish and stuff. Yeah. It, it was a cool, very. Where like, was this again? Out in, like, Rosemead. So you go oh, 605 wow. up to the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go 10 west, like, one or two exits, and get off. Go right West there. Coast Elitas and check for uh, We and, have freeways. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also... We call highways we, freeways because they were invented here. And it was initially called yeah. the freeway, everyone in the south. Because Goodbye. the red car... Sorry, Whataburger. Yeah. <laughs> Someone posted things... God, I gotta look. It was something like... 
these things all taste the same. And it was like, what a burger. And then it was like a pile of shit. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like some whole thing that was like, yeah, they're yeah. all connected. And I was just like, oh, that's rough. Um, but anyways, yeah, that place Bahukas was mm. rad. And then, yeah, my brother, everyone made fun of me my 21st okay. birthday because we went and they got like painkillers and voodoo or zombie, like all the dumb drinks. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, they're like, all right, you guys ready to go? I was like, I'll take a pina colada. Because <laughs> I just, again, I wanted to relive the Captain Cookie exactly. without shitting my pants. Uh, yeah. They also had this bowl with that, like, had flames coming out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, they look like sugar cubes, mm-hmm. but they were soaked in uh, lighter fluid, oh my apparently. Because then Whoa. I licked it, and I was like, this is disgusting. This is lighter <laughs> fluid. This is not sugar. I need that sweet. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that place is good. It closed down probably like okay. a good chunk of the years The place ago. in Portland we went was rad too. Yeah, yeah. That is Hele Pele's. Yeah. That place was fucking delicious because, yeah, they do the crazy thing where they have the cinnamon and then it yeah. creates a big flames coming out of the drinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I had zombies that night too, yeah, or yeah. that day, and uh, they were very good. And that salt bread. Yes. Salt bread. Oh, they yeah. did the Hawaiian bread with the salt on top. Yes. And I had some sort of sauced chicken fried thing. chicken, which was delicious. It was yeah. very good. Yeah, again, Portland literally... The best food I've ever eaten. Yeah. Like everywhere you go. In terms of a food town, yes. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was supposed to go back in like October, November, but that's probably yeah. cold now. So. But we're trying to plan a trip out there again when yeah, things yeah. die down. But uh, uh, speaking of Portland, let's talk turkey. <laughs> With Go Blackby. <laughs> go Beckley. Go Beckley. Tepe. Right. Um, they, they reveal like. You know, in the middle of the episode that uh, Andrew Collins, a.k.a. Cockney Collins, wrote a book on in 2014 on, like, the newest data on Gobekli Tepe at the time. Mm-hmm. He, of course, tied it back to the star of Cygnus, and his previous big book before that was The Cygnus Mysteries, right. all about how all ancient cultures were obsessed with the Cygnus cluster. And there were, they were then also down with the Cygnus. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Um, they, well, because, you know, their gods would, you know, they were gods of healing that came from Cygnus and things like right. that. And so. they were, you know, just disturbed Exactly. <laughs> Which, uh, the other night at Josh's, you said, Alexa, play Disturbed. <laughs> and we're having a luau. <laughs> uh, I was like, what's a big pile of shit yeah. we can throw? <laughs> well, we yeah. had to get away from the fucking... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was funny when we went in. He had, like, the full 50s, 60s style. Yeah. Because uh, anytime you say Alexa or play a mix tape, yeah, a mix a mix list of playlists, goddamn, of Hawaiian music, it starts with that fucking song yeah. of the Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And the best ever. was, so we are obsessed with the Reface app. Yes, exactly. And uh, Gorsh did that yeah. back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <You guys. laughs> that was like the first one he did, I think. I think so. so. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we go to uh, San Liurfa. Turkey, and uh, this is where uh, Gobekli Tepe exists. So it's kind of a, um, it's like sixty miles out of the main closest city or something like that. Or I don't know. One of the museums here is ten yeah. miles out, but whatever. So I'm I'm assuming that in the past thirty years since place has been found, mm-hmm. that cities or tourist traps or little burbs were built around it because it's like yeah, yeah. their claim to fame. You right. Know? It's like kind of their pyramids. Exactly. Because it's literally like, hey. We now literally rewrote the history of what is considered modern man. Right. Um, So uh, they've talked about this before multiple episodes. I did like this episode, though, because it was focused on, um, like, the theme of this episode was uh, uh, uncovered, uh, highly advanced, 
sub, like like highly advanced uh, megalithic structures, mostly underground, that turn back the clock of what a modern human is supposed to be, especially even in that area, which the ancient Sumerians, which are like five to 7,000 BC, were like the original modern humans that like stayed in one spot, had agriculture, blah, blah, blah. Um, 12, 10 to 12,000 years uh, ago, or 10 to, sorry, 10 to 12,000 BC, um, we were still considered just hunters and gatherers, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm sure that was still going on. Every culture wasn't as advanced as each other equally just for the hell of it. But uh, Gobekli Tepe was this huge mindset shift. It's like archaeology. That's what I liked about, what I like about Gobekli Tepe and this episode is like, they have archaeologists and they're from like season one or two. They're replaying a lot of old footage in this episode. But they are fully admitting, yeah, we were just fucking wrong. Like this is, Gobekli Tepe is more than enough evidence to say, shit, we were just wrong and now we think this way. So, And it's one of those things that like fucks with the Clovis right? Theory? Mm-hmm. What is why do I, it's Clovis something, right? It's is it Clovis the, theory or no? Or it's the Clovis, Clovis, not the Clovis method. It's like the so basically how yes. they time when the Clovis people, yeah, you know. when people came to this, you, you know, the Americas yeah. and their technology from the Bering Strait and all that kind so of. So it's shit. like, well, this was way more advanced way before that. So right. you're probably wrong because yeah. then there's all this other stuff that proves it. But that's right. like the big Graham Hancock shit. Exactly. Like, He's oh, like the Clovis people. That's the dogmatic uh, accepted. Uh, framework is that the Clovis people were the earliest, you know, hunter gatherers that then became all the more advanced people. Yeah, and he says that's total bullshit. Um, this episode heavily touches on Graham Hancock's uh, and Robert Shock, who is on the episode. Oh yeah, because you have to remember too, Robert Shock and Graham Hancock are pretty close colleagues and friends, it, and they we, both believe the same thing. Oh yeah. Well, and then they disagree too on a bunch of stuff, but mm-hmm. again, they're civil and they respect each other, right. so it's fine. Uh, I was thinking of is there a Robert Shocker? <laughs> oh, you better believe yeah. it. You can tell by the erosion. You in don't her... think I've been married to Mrs. Shockwave for yeah. 37 years without my version of a shocker? You can see the indentation in her anus is lines up with my pinky nail, which I keep at a very specific right. line. And then that rubs just as I'm rubbing with my two fingers inside of her clitoral walls. Not many men <laughs> are so in love with their beautiful wives that they have a taint callus yeah. on the top yeah. of their ring finger. <laughs> the, knuckle, the knuckle meat where it hits my Ooh. finger to the other finger, yeah. first knuckle. Careful now, we're turning on baby Nikki Kaye 143 out there with They're all these laughs. Asleep by oh, now. Yeah. Uh, and then it just rubs. And then she's like, Oh, the the Robert Shockwave. Yeah, gotta yeah. try that out. <laughs> As we're literally just doing the normal shocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah shocker it's not wave. like any. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him, him doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just right. Yeah. Okay. I just Everybody don't pronounce all my consonants. <laughs> That's how you know it's Robert Shockwave. That's how you do it. <laughs> He's getting, like Steve Brule, became more yeah, and more, more drunk, drunk and, and retarded and slurry over yeah, time, yeah, so yeah. does Robert Schock. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, just overview of Gobekli Tepe. It was found by a shepherd. Like, one of the T-shaped pillars was found by a shepherd that was just walking by. Um, I think they were saying it was kind of his property or something like mm. that or close by. But he's like, oh, this is a very... Because it's fairly recent in... 94. Times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so... Um, yeah, he's walking around. He sees the the top of one of the T shaped pillars that are now kind of the infamous um, denoters. Of, like when you see Ge- Gobekli yeah. Tepe, it's like the signature thing you see. And um, they dug up uh, two enclosures to begin with, and they're like, "Oh, holy shit!" Um, 
they they carbon dated all of the like bones of animals that were dead down there and brush and things like that. And it was all from eleven to twelve thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and they were like, "But this is fucking crazy because not only are these pillars here, which were brought from a limestone quarry, like something like ten miles away or something, yeah, but they're very heavy, away. yeah, and uh, would have taken what they said like fifty men two weeks to fucking drag over there, yeah, again with which the technology happen. we know yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. When they said that, I was like, and yeah, that's again, not that <laughs> far off. If this yeah. is some, you know, especially if if Gobekli Tepe is what they say it was, and we'll get to that later, then yes, this is literally a people potentially. Thinking they are rebuilding society from nothing after an right. ice age, it's you know, like how you do it. Like yeah. again, if if, uh, <laughs> if Joe Man and I and yourself, the listener, yeah, like we're the sole survivors, right. and we went and hung out with these Amazonians, and we're like, okay, guys, please let's make re- love to us, beautiful, re- strong yeah. women. Oh, I want those big orangutanians. <laughs> uh, but like, h- how do you build a house? Well, I don't know. We use lumber, so let's. Right. Lumberg fucked her. So let's cut down this tree <laughs> and start making planks. Right. How do you do that? I, what, what do you guys use to cut? Right. What do you, what do you, get, what you guys got? Right. Okay, let's just do that. How many people? Oh, sure, it'll take a while. And then right. we'll make boards and we'll make right. our version of a house. Exactly, right? yeah. Uh, the best that we can as as us being moderate handymen, right. but exactly, not anywhere, yeah. you know, doing it on a daily reg, mm-hmm. on the daily reg, you know? Exactly. And so... Um, that's actually a good analogy. Um, not to imply you don't have good analogies, yeah. but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, they're kind of just giving an overview because the they're going to refer back to it so much in this episode. Yeah. Uh, the famous archaeologist that he became famous because of Gobekli Tepe is Klaus Schmidt, mm-hmm. a German archaeologist. Uh, for some reason, the German Archaeological Institute heard about this first, and they are the ones that like uncovered yeah. the whole thing. Now they didn't uncover the whole thing. They've only uncovered twenty percent. Of Gobekli Tepe. Right. Uh, well, actually, that number changes a lot. Some of well, the people are like, we've only uncovered 5%. And then it's like later on, it's like only uh, or 80% of Gobekli Tepe is underground. I'm yeah. like, okay, like well, whatever. There's like, a lot of it not not uncovered yet. Right. Like in Egypt, like if you're going to say a percent, you technically have to know what the 100% is. Exactly. But we don't know what the 100% is. So right. they're guessing like, exactly. Oh, well, if we have this much, there's probably even more. Right. And I think at least they didn't say it on this episode. But I'm pretty positive they've done LIDAR, like laser-based radar, where they've seen all the other circular right. enclosures. They're and, like, and, and then, who knows what's been built over at this point. Exactly, too. right. So, uh, And then what's super mysterious about it is that it, was, it wasn't it was just uh, filled in by, you know, fucking dust storms and things, you know, covering yeah. it up. They were, each of these enclosures was purposefully and like in a sequence, and we'll get to that later too, uh, on purpose. So yeah, they yeah. were filled in specifically. Like Robert Schock right. at the end's like, they did just as much work and planning to fill in the enclosures than they did to build in the first place. Yeah. So um, I can't tell if his talking head moments are new or old. Um, he has slightly shorter hair in the newer yeah, ones, one but then hard. I can't tell. There's, I, I just feel like there's no way they asked him that long. Like, because it was right. like he was like season one to like two or, or three, like five, five or something okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> As it got um, popular, he did it less and less. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he well, talked about that on probably, Joe Rogan too. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's like, he's like, I liked you in the show because they're open minded, but it's a, it's a little kooky for me. Yeah, they kind of, yeah, they're <laughs> they're editing and cutting kind of paints yeah. a certain picture, and you don't want, also want to be associated because he's already had to like say, hey, fuck all you people. Right, I'm a normal person. This is my idea. Exactly. And if you start going on shows like this, it's like, well, right. See, he's the wacky, kooky dickhead guy. Yeah, Because yeah. he's with the show with the hair guy and the other, you know, right. 
Coxman and all that. Kind it of was stuff. so cool when I when I th- you or Graham Hancock or somebody said like listen to his Joe Rogan appearance mm. from a couple years ago and it's like a three or four hour yeah. episode but it was cool because I was like I was I remember I was building those white cabinets in that are in my yeah. garage now listening to that whole episode but I was like oh it's cool that. I'm so invested in the show that he's on, yeah. but he is so ancillary and wants to be ancillary to the show. Yeah. But he at least likes that they're open-minded and willing to have him be on TV and say, the Sphinx is way fucking older than they think it is. Than Egyptologists right, right. say it is. Sorry. Here's that's the it. literal proof. Exactly, yeah. Um, Prove me wrong. Let me just put the shocker wave. Yeah. <laughs> like three <laughs> versions of the measure. Name now. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> the shocker wave, the Robert the shock Shocker. Yeah. yeah, the Robert just the Shocker wave. Yeah. <laughs> Robert's cock. <laughs> Bob Bob Shock. Let's see. Uh, I already said all of this. Oh, so they're getting into all the Graham Hancock shit, as I said. Um, so because they're they're positing that like the people that built this were likely. The, some of the last survivors from a higher civilization that existed during and maybe even before the Ice Age. Uh, and then Pre-COVID. The I- yes. <laughs> and then the Ice Age uh, ended because of a catastrophe, which, again, listen to all of our Graham Hancock shit, go yeah. read his stuff, um, that ba- like 12,600 B.C., uh, the Torrid Meteor uh, stream. stream had a storm of meteors that yeah. came to Earth and caused dropped huge loads on yes dropped huge steamy loads uh the steam from the oceans that they these you know giant balls of fire um caused a greenhouse effect because all the steam went up into the fucking skies that you know sea was boiling and shit the ice caps melted very rapidly over the course of like a thousand years yeah um and completely you know again Flooded. flooded lots of coastal cities which again west coast elitism uh a lot of the coastal cities if if society was anything like it is today, which is that if you have access to water, you have fish, you have travel, you have whatever. Yeah, trade. Most yeah. of the more, shall we say, let's just say populated and therefore chance to be an advanced city um, are going to be on the coasts. Right. But if the coasts are then now getting higher by 500 feet every <laughs> couple years, um, you know, in three years, your whole fucking city is buried underwater yeah. and... Even if Sorry, they were, Bo <laughs> even if they were advanced, maybe they couldn't just get some fucking cranes in there and make some new megaliths and shit like that. Yeah. So, um, well, it just so, happened so sudden and so fast, right? Like all your crops are done, all your shit's done, right. and you're like, oh fuck, we're all dead from famine, this and that, right. and the whole, the whole thing is like that. Graham Han- Graham Hancock Han- uh, <laughs> is like, well, if we all died off, the people that would survive today are the hunter gatherers, yes. which live in Brazil, basically right. in the Amazon. Yes. Because uh, they can kind of just survive no matter what. They live off the land. So again, ba- just imagine that happening way back when. Right. Advanced civilization. Gets imagine knocked. happening Baton Rouge. Exactly. <laughs> Mulan. Uh, uh, basically, all those people get fucked. Who's left? The, the pseudo primitive hunter gatherer. Yeah. All people. those, all um, the advanced people that had their cities flooded. They're going in, fucking all the pris- yeah. the, the the primitive people, all there the prisoners. <laughs> The Prisoners of the Inland. Yeah. Oh, that's a movie I saw last yeah, night. The so. Inland Empire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of is like, oh, well, they're the ones who know how to kind of survive on nothing, right. slash live off the land, whatever. Right. They don't need as much technology. Right. And, and then, then and they might kind of latch onto them because they're like, well, these dickheads right. can give me food at least. Right. And then maybe I can kind of help them along the way and show them some, some right. cool tr- tips and tricks. And in the meantime, some of those primitive people might think the the to them super advanced people were gods or magicians right. or whatever, right? So it's the the Graham Hancock theory 
flies in opposition of the ancient astronaut theory because he's saying aliens are not needed. He's not. He's like, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens, but. Right but they're not needed when you have this framework of thought right. and understanding of ancient yeah. history. When you have that much time, right? Right, because if time is just yes. this thing that's ever going, yeah. and, and we've been around longer, then yeah. in theory we should have right. been there faster. It's a cool alternative. Been there multiple times. Right. It's a cool alternative to ancient astronaut theory because literally you can just replace aliens with advanced humans you didn't know existed and had cycles of advancement for the last couple th- hundred thousand years. Yeah. Because it just doesn't take that long for Homo sapiens to rise up to a semi-technological society. Yeah. Um, but we think, of course, we're you know we are the arrogant ones, the only ones that have done this. But yeah. we are monkeys who fuck angels. Like in this right. episode, they simply have sex with the women, and yeah. now we are Robert Shockwaves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Von Daniken, like it's so weird that they still have him on the show. Yeah. Like he just, <laughs> it's. It's to the point where he doesn't seem senile, but he literally he literally just says the same thing over right, right, right. and over. Well, he's got his one hit, like and that's and that's all he's capable of, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, Grove Snake says, "We feed him once, they're never going to leave." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get uh, Cockney Collins here. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Cockney Collins here, so bear with me. But he says uh, now, and he's talking about how we they've speculated there was an older, higher civilization, but never had the proof. I'm going to say that in his voice right now. Uh, this is something that had been speculated <laughs> for many years, but there had not been absolute evidence. Now we could have it. This ordering of society is something that must have existed before the last ice age and likely even earlier, which to me makes very logical sense. Like if it takes 10,000 years, there could have been multiple rises and falls within the Ice Age, which lasted about 100,000 years. Right. And again, the Ice Age doesn't mean the entire Earth was under ice. Right. It means the entire climate was different. So probably, what, south of the equator, there was a much more temperate zone than there is now, which is well, super hot as shit. Just right? as you approach the equator, right. technically. And right? so... Because north and south, like, the closer you get to the equator, the hotter mm-hmm. it gets, so... Because was it just... Is it both poles during the Ice Age that were super frozen over, or just the North Pole that no. then, like... Spread down. It was probably both. It, I th- it would yeah, be yeah. both, right? Yeah. Because so. So, uh, so more of a big, like a, a nice green strip and blue strip in the center. Yeah. Like a good steak. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you look. Um, a nice cool blue old, in the center. Old, yeah. Is that what you like? Okay. And the hot butter. Watch out. The plates are 500 degrees and they're cooked in butter. Um, if you look on maps, it's like, oh, the zone changed. Right. For a couple reasons. But like the Sahara, if it just shifts X degrees. Right is now a lush Amazon jungle exactly, where yeah. it shifts up. Because uh, the Earth is spinning on two axes. Right. As they say so in this episode, too, just, it's on like a conical right. axis. So, a, wa- a wobbler. Just exactly. So <laughs> just like in in No, no, golf. it's the Robert Shockwave. Yeah. <laughs> it's Not the wobbler. The wobbler's something it's very hanger. Uh, <laughs> but basically, <laughs> so it's spinning like a, a Frisbee, yeah. right, on one way. Yes. But then there is that wobble, like a top, right, yes. like in an Inception. Inception, yes. Um, so just think, like, if that wobble is a little bit more towards the sun, yeah. that's going to affect dramatically yeah. what region of the planet is going to get the heat, what is not right. going to get the heat. And then as it wobbles away, that's going to shift shit, too. So, yeah. And then it's on an axis. Right. So that's why you have seasons. Right. So I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but, like, no, a lot of people probably don't Literally, know <laughs> imagine 
the planet's at an angle of, let's say, 25 degrees yeah. or something, right? So it's not perfectly up and down. So cool red center? Yes. <laughs> a little more well 25 done. degrees would be frozen in I the have center. no idea. <laughs> um, but if the planet was upside down, you wouldn't have seasons, right? Because right. it's perfectly getting be baked Australia. by the sun all the time, right? Yes. So the fact that's an angle, part of the year, the north is facing the sun right. and the south is facing away. So that's your winter. It's right. like, and literally that amount of degree causes those effects, right? Exactly, Which is yeah. not crazy amount. And then as it spins around, the top's further away and then the bottom's closer and that's summer right. winter, right? So, so, and then and again, as, all the people on the equator are verse. They're exactly. kind of warm, kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. T-bots. They can be both. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. Right. And that's why the equator is always hot because it's just kind of always the closest part, exactly. right? Exactly. So, and then if there's a wobble, that can can get more extreme. So to your point, maybe it gets more extreme. So the south is more just warmer and right. the north is cooler. Exactly. Yeah. But overall, it's still going to be The poles whatever. are still extreme right. anyway. And then you have the distance of your orbit around the sun, which right. again, it can go further out because it's, it's not again, perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it, if it gets warped out, that's a whole. So there's all these little fractal kind yeah. of degree shifts. Yeah. That can like dramatically fuck up right. a good your steak. normal shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You could just leave it in there too long, get burned, you bring yeah. it up too, too early. You send it back. Yeah. You spit on it and throw it back in the fucking boiler. Um, but yeah, so point being, there is always some temperate zone, even during an ice age, and exactly. life will uh, find a way. Yeah. Uh, as um, uh, Sir Ian Malcolm once <laughs> said of, <laughs> of the middlemen. Yes. <laughs> he used to, <laughs> the, the closest. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Childress concurs, of course, with Andrew Collins uh, with a chime in here. And he says, uh, it was built right after the end of the last Ice Age. And it would seem the builders were people who had survived and had knowledge and technology to build something like this, meaning Gobekli Tepe. Uh, ancient astronaut theorists also think that uh, Darren Kuyu, which we've talked about before on the show seasons ago, uh, is connected to Gobekli Tepe. Uh, or it connected in the sense that other cultures of high advancement would have also been needed to build something like this. They're very, they're very light on the ancient astronaut theory this episode until they get to the Zoroastrianism stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that they gave you all this info. Here are some facts that exist. Here are these places. Here's how fucking crazy, complicated, and deep in this they were. Right here's when they're dated. And then they have, they have even, some of the guys are even kind of leaning towards the Graham Hancock thing. And then they're like, oh, well then also, you know, Ahura Mazda, which is the Zoroastrian god, um, he was the one that like told the emperor guy to kind of, it's kind of like the Noah flood story, but instead of going in a boat, they go underground, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, but I like that they focus pretty much on just that one ancient, like that one ancient alien that yeah. they're theorizing is an alien. But again, Uhuru Mazda could have been a leader of advanced people who picked the smartest or the leader of the less advanced people and said, uh, I'm like one of the last of my fucking people. I need you to do this or you're all going to die. <laughs> you know, like, so um, anyway. And, he, and his words were zoom, zoom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but D Darren Kuyu is a very complex underground cave complex. Uh, it's a lot of connected caves. It goes down fucking like hundreds of feet or something like that. Um, and it could have like fucking, I don't know if it's this place. They kind of go over Darren Kuyu uh, quickly because then there's another place just like it later on. And that's where all the facts and figures are. But they've gone over Darren Kuyu before and they're saying like, hey, this was also dated around the same time period. So Paleolithic, right? There was Stone Age tools found in it. 
Um, it's only 300 miles away from Gobekli Tepe, so it's still kind of in the heart, in the Middle East, where a lot of yeah. our of our quote unquote advanced civilization was thought to have started. So, Cogney Collins uh, is commenting on Darren Kuyu, and he says, "Archaeologists have found evidence of Stone Age tools going back to the Paleolithic era. This is at the time of the last Ice Age." And so it's possible that our ancestors escaped the cataclysm and the ice age deep down inside there. <laughs> um, so it's cool because this is very like fallout, right? It's like, like oh, all of these vaults are built underground. Yeah. Uh, just like we pretty much know for a fact that mammals survived the death of the dinosaurs because they were the smaller ones that could burrow and survive underground. Right. And there was still some food down there. They could pop up every now and then get some sunlight, some of that yeah, vitamin D. around. Exactly. Uh, and uh, chase some skirts around, too, huh? Get the Robert Shockwave oh, going. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> I'm a giant rat. Uh, kind of does I'll look like a mouse slash monkey yeah. slash the, yeah, ca- the, the Geico caveman yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, so there's this introduces the theme of, hey, Maybe people were trying to survive this cataclysm, which Graham Hancock and his, um, not meteorologists, not the, they're not weather guys, but the like, the, <laughs> but the meteor scientists that yeah. he, the real the, meaty ones, yeah, the you beefy know. boys. Yeah. <laughs> of the they work world. out. God, so they work out and play out. They work hard and play hard <laughs> at science. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, as we've said many times before, there is evidence all across the world, all along the same strata of rock, of this insane super thick ash line which is like at shows ash falling for like 200 years or something ridiculous and there's just so much ash in the soil and it's so consistent at this exact strata level yeah. of around 12,600 years ago to 11,500 years ago um, that it really can't be denied like something happened that made a fuck ton of ash around the entire world yeah so that's a really literally a smoking gun, yeah. Which is really cool because that a lot of the ancient astronaut theorists say, "Oh, this is the smoking gun." It's like, no, it's not. This is a right, smoking right. gun of your belief in something, right? And sometimes it is very consistent, but again, it's all it still comes down to we don't truly know. We don't have something yeah. physical to tell yeah, us. Yeah. It's a good starting point and good you know indicator. Exactly. But, it's a it's the, it's a good lead. Yeah. You know, uh, we zip over to central Anatolia, which is. Anatolia is the old world name for Turkey in general, for the, the country of Turkey. Which are um, uh, elitism. We were there mm-hmm, as we flew mm-hmm, to Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, business class, A came yes. first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way in was fine. The way out was not so fine. Exactly. Um, we got to sit in that uh, luxury, what was it? The travel center or whatever the fuck? Oh, the lounge. The lounge. Yes, yeah, Where course. all you can eat, baby. Yes. All oh, you can yeah. drink. Ooh, those little... Those little pasta pot sticker oh, things yeah. were yeah, delicious. You guys were obsessed with those. Um, I mean, they're good, but you guys <laughs> love them. And they had all the little be- the little mini beers in the yeah, the yeah, fridges yeah, yeah. there. The weird milk. Um, yeah, you can listen to was it? Pay- it's beer. They're drunk. That which I think is beer. our um, our like our Oktoberfest extravaganza like, from last October. Right. Or actually, so not our sorry. first episode ever, but our. Like oh, yes, yeah, because our premiere episode yeah. is Oktoberfest at our friend Brad's at our house. house. <laughs> yeah, to where we actually then went to Oktoberfest. Yes, exactly, anyway, so. in Munich. Yeah. Uh, but um, well, we flew through Turkey. Exactly. Uh, so in 2014 in central Anatolia, uh, there was a crew of uh, construction workers excavating a site to build a bunch of condos. <laughs> they were b- building like a neighborhood, and they find this huge hill with a 
an equally huge amount of cave entrances, and then they explored down there, and there's a, there, a just like Darren Kuyu, a huge underground cavern system. Yeah. So Cockney Collins is on location. As we learn a little later, he's the only person like allowed in there, and then later at Gobekli Tepe, he has special access to it too. Um, and again, closing it to the public doesn't mean it's closed for everyone. You just need like government approval for it. Yeah. So if you can prove like, hey, I'm a historian or I'm doing this show and it's educational or whatever, they're just not doing fucking tours of it anymore yeah. like they do the, the Giza Plateau. So um, they're talking about how uh, huge this, this complex is in Anatolia, 370 feet down in depth at its deepest, and 500 million tons of rock were carved and removed to make this fucking right. cave tunnel system. Uh, again, their obsession with dates continues here in season 12. Uh, June 2017, Andrew Collins is granted special access to this site. And so he's there and he's in one of the, the caves. There's still some sunlight, so you, he can't be too deep down in there yet, but he's like, the sheer size of these ruins are amazing. I mean, this one that we're in now is 120 feet in length, and yet it's just one of hundreds of similar rooms that we find inside this great hill, this Bobby Hill, if you will. <laughs> uh, what's incredible was that not only were they full of people, but they were full of livestock down here. And we are told that as many as 20,000 people, perhaps as much as 60,000 people, could have lived down here at any one time. So that is pretty impressive, right? That's yeah. a, it's a substantial population. Right. Um, that's like... More than the people in the city you live in, living yeah, down you piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> um, down, uh, down in the dumps down here. Um, Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the chat. Gross thing says I'm obsessed with pork pot stickers too. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Uh, I guess that's in reference to the little yes, uh, whatever those were called, gnocchi style yes. kind of things you had. Um, and. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh. Gross snake, you threw me all sorry, off course. Sorry, no, sorry. it's fine. Uh, they also have um, these super deep wells that they cord down to pull water out of. And they're, they're saying that even at the deepest levels, the wells were drilled even deeper. So they're drilling down to the fucking water tables underneath, which is kind of mm -hmm. crazy. Um, the, uh, uh, the entrances were guarded by uh, self-sealing doors. So they were these gigantic fucking wheels that would roll into place... And only from the inside could you really open them again. They were kind of like, they would lock. Like, you couldn't mm. actually reach the mechanism or get any leverage on it from the outside. Only people on the inside could let people in or out, which right. is pretty ingenious. Um, a lot of mainstream, lamestream archaeologists think that, oh, these were built by early Christians who were escaping uh, persecution. It's like, yeah. that's like you saying, that is, that is literally, and it's nothing against anyone, but it's like, that's oh, like saying, <laughs> but that's like saying, the hobos that are being kicked out of parks and building right. shanty towns were responsible for designing the Empire State Building or the Freedom Tower right. or something really advanced. It's like, you've yeah. got to be fucking kidding me. They're on yeah. the run for their lives. They're probably trying to evade starving <laughs> to death and things right, like right, that. Right. They're not planning an entire they're fucking... cat cops. <laughs> caves. Yeah, they're living cat to cave they live in, in here, cops. as the old saying yeah. goes. And these are haunted areas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was doing a bagging that drifted into something completely different. Uh, gotta warm that up. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're watch me. Yeah, hey. Um, they're they're definitely not building elaborate stone cities right. with 
new technology for how to lock a door from the inside exactly. out. Exactly. If they're on the run for their lives. Yeah. Those Garys are hiding. living in fucking subways and exactly. taking advantage <laughs> of existing structures. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. And so now we... Uh, oh, sorry. Cogni Collins also confirmed Which maybe that. early Christians did take over some of these places. That's And that's like, the point. Yeah, that's yeah. the point they're making here is that, yes, there is, is, there is evidence of these Christian uh, escapees uh, living there for a while and laying low, but it doesn't mean they built the places. Right, right, so um, Cogney Collins makes the point that this place also, he, he talked specifically to one of the key archaeologists there, and they found, and they show them on screen, a bunch of Stone Age Paleolithic, Paleolithic tools from around 10,000 to 12,000 years old. What's interesting is they don't harp too much on, they're not sweating the details this episode on... Uh, but how was the stone masonry work so precise? And da-da-da? It's like Andrew Collins just says, yes, they found stone tools, which were likely used to carve out the fucking walls. But for a lot of other megalithic structures, that's that's total bullshit. No one would ever do that. You know, it's like this is where they're a little hypocritical. Where it's like you should technically be harping on this or how. But how could they have built that with these stone tools? Right, right. That's for banana eaters. You know, that's like yeah, yeah. Sukalos is super incredulous. And kind of racist, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now they're linking it to Zoroastrianism, which is a pretty interesting subject because this is the first recorded monotheistic religion ever yeah. on Earth. So, again, that we know of. There's probably religions from before. But in terms yeah. of who we delineated from, uh, this is the oldest one with, like, hey, I'm God and I'm all the good stuff. And my brother, who was created at the same time as me, is evil and is all the bad stuff. So it's the God-Devil concept. Mm-hmm. All of the Abrahamic religions are descended from this religion. Um, and Ahuru Mazda, as we mentioned before, zoom, yeah. zoom, <laughs> uh, is the main god. Uh, he's often depicted inside a winged disc like a billion other gods are. Right. Uh, Jonathan, or an emp. Or a an emp Maz- uh, not an emp. It's a Miata, I Maza, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's an MX-6 or whatever they right. call them. Well, because yeah. they have the threes and fives. They yeah. follow like a BMW line, but not exactly. all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all MX something or yeah. something like that, but yeah. Um, or that's the crossover. There you yeah. go. Um, but anyway, uh, Ahura Mazda is the main uh, the main lord, and uh, Jonathan Young from the Joseph Campbell's oh, yes. archives. Where we saw him uh, talk as a lovely yes. six-foot-three man. Yes. He was way taller than I thought. Santa Barbara. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I love to live. Uh, he he t- he tells of like the kind of main um, it, it's the, it's their equivalent and it's again it's not their equivalent. Noah and the Ark is the equivalent of this because yeah. this was far older. Um, this the the religion is reported as being begun at thirty five hundred years ago, but then of course then their mythology would date much further back, which is why it includes all of this. Gobekli yeah. Tepe, Younger Dryas period stuff. Yeah. So They'll date younger for sure. Exactly. And they have to have a dry ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because only he can make it wet. Exactly. So says in Ohuru Mazda's book. And that's where the shocker comes right. in. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I was trying to think of something right. <laughs> wet and pet and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um but and anyway. Then he set. <laughs> Jonathan Young explains, uh he's like, Ohuru Mazda reached out to the Emperor Yima, who was the leader of the people in Iran at the time, and uh, or Iraq at the time, and he said a giant serpent will be coming from the sky and causing great destruction, and there will be a giant freeze or a super long winter. So basically saying, 
a comet is going to come out of the sky or an asteroid and cause a nuclear winter. So mm-hmm. that is pretty cool. Um, he instructs Yima, the emperor, to carve out an underground cavern in that spot, and they called it the Vara, um, two miles long and two miles down. Uh, I always wonder how they convert the distances, you know, in old, old distances and stuff like that, but because that is not how deep. Um, what are we fucking talking about here? That's not how deep. Have they named this place? Yeah. Well, it's, oh, sorry. It's it's not Darren Kuyu. They haven't. I don't even think they've named it. They've just mm-hmm. this is this is the Vara, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not technically two miles down, but it's pretty fucking far down. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, and he and he tells uh, Yima to bring every seed that you can, huge stores of seeds, uh, at least two thousand people and two of each animal. So, who yeah. does that sound like? Right. Right. In Christianity oh, no. and Judaism, right? Oh no, like Yoda. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no rye. <laughs> only seeds. Only the double down. <laughs> uh, only the double down. Yeah. <laughs> Please bring it back. Be bringing it back, KFC. <laughs> you must. Chicken breast double, <laughs> and then I will take a shit while I'm pulling my pants down. Breading you have, but I counted as keto. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also corn. <laughs> I think it's Atkins, Master Yoda. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Keep giving me the shucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Play he's just playing. He's playing Luke. <laughs> he's playing okay. the young Padawan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Yoda did have a problem with young Padawans. Exactly. So that's yes. why that exile him off. Um, well, yeah, they were Which, saving the, the young Padawans to not be molested. To, yeah, to pat an ass on. Yeah. <laughs> so someone they they have pointed out in Yoda's uh, Digba mm-hmm. little hut 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 mm-hmm. he's a hut dog um, <laughs> that he's living that in like hut dog in yeah, there he that he's living in a jettison um, like survival pod oh that he didn't like make that house that, oh. that's like a crash ship interesting that I never he thought converted and li- is living in basically because yeah it's not really stone but it just looks old it looks like know? yeah like. Uh, Again, West Coast elitism, like kind of that Spanish sort of yeah. like masonry. Adobe. Uh, exactly. Can y'all say Adobe? Yeah, well, I guess it's Southwest. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about it. No, whatever. Um, <laughs> so Yima and his people stay there for 150 years, which kind of also goes back into the, maybe these old world people could live longer lives than we can. Um, when they come out, it's a super barren world and they have to rebuild it now, right? They have to plant all the fucking seeds. The animals have to incest repopulate. The 2,000 people, at least, you could probably have a decent gene pool with that. Right. But that's um, where I'm like, you get these double fucking funnel points. Double sesters, yeah. And you're like, okay, we came from two people, yeah. spread that out to however many thousands or maybe millions mm-hmm. at the time, and then brought it back down to like 10. Right. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> exactly. You double fucked yourselves? Uh, you're going to have a bunch of r tards running Yeah. <laughs> and they all dine off. Yeah. Uh, Childress does chime in here, uh, calling out... Um, no, he doesn't, whatever. That, but it's, it's similar to Noah's Ark, and they make that point on the show. Yeah. And he says, he chimes in and says, uh, so you have the same story. And it would seem, that, as Noah's Ark, uh, and it would seem that this is a, a very real thing that ancient people knew about and wrote about. And he's making the point that uh, really no one can deny is that there's over 220 religions with recorded flood mythology, with these, this cataclysm that is always around this time yeah, in the world. both in North America and Europe yeah. and Asia, all, like across the globe. Right, basically. and that's why Graham Hancock shit is so interesting, because he has 
along with the help of his scientists that he is super, you know, he's always louding them and stuff like that, uh, and asking for money to fund it and all that stuff, he truly has found the one thing that unites every human's ancestor on Earth, which is that all of us here survived some great cataclysm from back in the day. So um, whether it's Native Americans, whether it's Africans, whether it's South America, whatever it is, everyone has stories of this great cataclysm that caused the waters to rise and less people to be alive yeah, <laughs> and yeah. a new beginning for humanity. Right. So, um, But then they ask a good question. Like how did the humans have advanced enough warning to build this fucking cave system? Because building it's one thing. It also takes a very long time, right, even if you tiny. have the coolest tools yeah, yeah. from aliens or whatever, right? So we get a sukler here, and he says, the ancient texts are very clear that the gods... Uh, oh, that the gods always warn people that this catastrophe would happen so that they would have a select save a select group of that population so how is that possible either they could predict the weather or what's the other option like he he, this is a very weirdly written thing and if you combine that what's the other option and if you combine that then they don't even cut either you just start if you combine that with the fact that Uhuru Mazda was depicted in a flying device with fixed wings and a ragtop and a cool spoiler on it. (laughs) (laughs) Super Uh, sick, bro. (laughs) That would suggest that he was an extraterrestrial. So this is like the one ancient astronaut theory point they're making, which is like, hey, Uhuru Mazda, which they show one picture of, even though they say commonly depicted as. Can you show us some more pictures, please? Yeah. is in a, a disc with wings, right? A circle with wings. With wings. And, and Sukalo says that they're fixed. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen in any period art yeah. uh, a little, little like, yeah. uh, Sunday motion comics lines. flap lines. Yeah, 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 flap lines, <laughs> motion lines. Yeah. Um, it's like it's not a comic book. They didn't really right, have right, that right. concept. But uh, the fact that he thinks that's like the smoking gun, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um William Henry, which is uh, who is Medallion Man, has the amulet assertion here, and he says, "Is it possible that this cave system supplies the evidence that the Zoroastrian mythology, and that's how he says it, is in fact a real, true story?" I'm like, "Sure, that's every yeah. you know single religion out there." But to his credit, this is this isn't just the smoking gun; it's one of many smoking guns that are all the same. So. Um, uh, oh, so then they ask the question, were Yima's people that rebuilt this barren wasteland in the Middle East of, a, of the world uh, the very same people that built Gobekli Tepe? They don't really ever answer that, but uh, it's an interesting premise nonetheless. Yeah. So, um, But again, it's like if every religion then has this story and then the people survived that story, you can't say that they were the same people. Or in the future, we're going to find lots more megaliths or structures or something around the world that are mm-hmm. like Gobekli Tepe, which will be cool. Uh, again, like Rami Ramani or lots of people say, let's get that fucking laser radar going everywhere and yeah. there would probably be a lot of fucking weird pyramids and structures under the earth all the time and you don't have to fuck anything up unless you know something's right. there. So, um, They're now focusing on the wide range of animals carved on the pillars at Gobekli Tepe. Look up Gobekli Tepe, you'll see all these things. There's tons of different animal types, but what's weird is that there were tons of different animal types that didn't really live together in yeah. that area. So they're like, how did they know armadillos were here mixed with these geese and like whatever, right? Now, it is an arid desert. It does None of these animals couldn't live in a desert area. Right. Um, we just don't know that armadillos existed back then yeah. in that area, right? right, right so right. Um, they make the point that Mount Ararat, which is where Noah lands after the Great Flood recedes, 
um, is pretty close to Gobekli Tepe. So they're like, oh, could all of these animals? They don't. They also don't make the leap that hey, maybe Noah and Yima are the same guy. I don't know, but that seems to be what they're implying. But they're saying, hey, it's pretty close by. So maybe Noah's people had all those fucking animals come out, yeah. even though they make the point on this show that they weren't the actual animals. They were the DNA yeah. of the animals. It's um, hip. It's cool. It's, it's Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> and he just does the arms cross thing. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, interesting point to be sure. It's also cool that they carved all these things fucking 12,000 yeah. years ago. Uh, but then they wonder about the two strange kind of humanoid pillars that are bigger than the rest. And um, this is kind of the dumbest part of the episode. I mean, it's not that it's not that it's that it's not interesting, but the their justification for it, uh, and especially as Wilcox starts to come in, I'm like, okay, you guys are obsessing a little much, but whatever. Um, no one knows what these two pillars are. Klaus Schmidt, the archaeologist, you know, William Henry's like, Klaus Schmidt himself said that uh, he referred to them as the celestial ancestors or what. And I'm like, who cares what Klaus Schmidt said? Yeah. He just found and uncovered the place, which, you know, no disrespect to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know about the. He's probably the one saying this place is a fucking mystery and we're just trying to dig it up, right, you know? Right, right. So um, it's funny they're using like hyper secondary evidence or basically just ad hominem evidence. From Klaus Schmidt. It's like, okay, yeah. who cares what he says? Uh, we get a Sukler here, and he says, an interesting aspect of some of these T-shaped pillars is that the arms culminate around the front in the navel area. And what I find so cool is that this type of motif can be found elsewhere around the world. The Moai statues on Easter Island and uh, at Teotihuacan, they have hand positions that rest in front of the navel. And I'm like... So I'll get to it in a sec. Edward Barnhart, the liver lips, um, uh, South American, you know, ancient specialist guy, he confirms that the Teotihuacan, or sorry, Tiawanakan statue um, of a giant is also the same as the Moai too. So you get kind of a less crazy person than Sukalos kind of confirming that. And they show a lot of statues with hands in this position. But I'm like, how many literally thousands of images have we seen just on this show of statues, drawings, carvings, what have you, where the hands are in some other, but the hands are right, right. raised like this, or they're yeah. down at their sides, or it's they're the doing Ricky the Bobby walking like, like an Egyptian. What it's, do I do with my hands? Like, right. you have to do something with it's them. It's like hands, at your, always hands in front of you, or hands in your belt, if right. they're wearing a belt, is right. probably not that uncommon. What are you doing, a diamond cutter? Right. Huh? You're holding the hands up <laughs> yeah. high? What, are you showing off your down? Canadian belt buckle? Yeah. <laughs> you're making a vagina right. sign, and, and then you're going to bang it? And so they're showing like a dozen images where these statues have humans' hands, and they're wearing like a belt and something. I'm like, yeah. Okay, like why? So what? Like that's yeah, that's yeah. one of those things where I'm like, why are you focusing on the hand position at what's interesting right, as what's right, interesting right. about because they this? had to look for something right? There, there has to be a pattern, right, and I'm right, right. now it's not dissimilar looking like the patterns on the uh, not the actual shapes, but just kind of the the fact that there are patterns on the belts and whatever. Like they're wearing some probably metal carved thing they're carving into yeah. stone to represent it. Whatever you can't see the faces on these things. The faces, the heads are kind of represented by the T shaped you know, pillars or whatever. Um, I would assume that these are just some some sort of leadership figures, right, that are holding up the ceiling of the biggest enclosure there. Um, but uh, there's still not much more information. I looked it up on what these yeah. things are. They haven't really figured it out. Grove Snake says, Sukulos tried to reach the Akasha quicker too many times. He did. And that there's an ancient DDP. Diamond <laughs> Dallas page. <laughs> DDP yoga. Yeah. Um... Collins is at uh, that museum that I mentioned before, which is 10 miles away from Gobekli Tepe. 
and he meets the an archaeologist kind of curator there named uh, Taha Oyuzaz. And so they're looking at this totem pole, and they call it a totem pole, which is kind of interesting, uh, that they pulled out of Gobekli Tepe uh, by Klaus Schmidt himself. There is a there's kind of three there's three beings on it, and the top biggest one. Um, they say doesn't look like a human being, and yet they immediately say, uh, immediately say, the entire fucking face is and the head is carved off. So it's like, right. how the fuck do you know what it looks like? It's just bigger than the next one, which is bigger than the next one. So um, anyway, this humanoid being that they're saying doesn't look like a human is holding his hands on the shoulders of a slightly smaller being. Again, it's a totem pole that's all very vertical and stuff. And below that is what looks like a human baby, which the middle size one is holding underneath. Yeah. Um, Cogney Collins, you know, is asking Taha, he's like, what you think that represents there, mate? And uh, Taha says, oh, I think it represents uh, for the family, fertility. Like, he's doing kind of basic stuff. And, he, and there's snakes surrounding them on the side, so he thinks that it's some sort of birth, fertility, whatever thing. Um, I don't know why they would put something so kind of minuscule or, like, I know it's an, impo- it's an important thing, but why would they put it in this structure right mm-hmm. unless gobekli tepe is just the first older structure they found in this area and there's probably other ones out there that are way more interesting too i don't know yeah, but yeah. um because even by the end of this episode they're like it pretty much was just to follow this one star and i'm like what about it being built yeah. by the fucking people that like right. were the ones that repopulated the entire earth it's a little more dramatic but yeah, yeah. um but uh and then and collins asked like why do you think they you know bash the faces off of these things uh, and he says that he thinks it's just because later religions said fuck you to this thing but at the same time it's interesting that's that's saying that that's theorizing that there were religious coups and religious revolutions right even back then while this statue because this statue was buried until now you know until right right right. until the fucking late 90s early 2000s so it was already broken off in there too so yeah um had had a hit exactly yes um ancient astronaut theorists however think that it was a cover-up to attempt to disprove that we come from alien ancestors. Right. Like, okay. A literal cover. Um, and this is where there's literally no evidence for that, and now they're, they're purely speculating this last third of the episode. So we get our first Wilcock drip here from Five Heads at Fridays himself, David Wilcock, and he says, What's curious about this poll is how hard it is without the assistance of my usual medication. No, he says, uh, What's curious about this poll is that there is a larger being, perhaps an extraterrestrial. It's like, Sure, perhaps a bear, perhaps a lizard, perhaps a fucking fish, perhaps my dick, mm-hmm. um, that has its hands surrounding this other being that isn't exactly human, but has human-like characteristics. I'm like, they all have arms and hands with five fingers. That's pretty human. Yeah. Uh, you, again, can't see the face because it's been bashed off, they, that, their words, on the show. Um, and then he says, uh, uh, that could be a primitive human. And... Uh, this figure appears to be giving birth, and the baby that appears from this mother's womb clearly appears to be a human baby with a human face. They close up on the face, and you can kind of just see a nose shape in the yeah. center of the circle of its head. So humanoid, yes, like whatever, sure. but um, this suggests possibly that a breeding experiment took place leading to what we now know as modern humans. So I'm like, okay, that's quite a big leap. I think that you want this, again... This is how conspiracies start is because a conspiracy theorist who doesn't really care for evidence but just wants this to be – he wants everything to be the smoking gun in his theory, right? Right. And therefore, he can get other people on board and he feels less crazy. He feels more vindicated and justified and normal 
because of that too. So yeah. um, William Henry comes on and of course agrees, as does Childress. They're all having super galactic daddy syndrome here, or GDS, as yeah. I've just <laughs> called it. Um, they show a bunch of proof of the divine breeding with people. So we go back to the Book of Enoch, uh, the angels, the watchers. We have, you know, Zadok on there. He's like, the watchers were not supposed to fuck these super sexy kittens on the earth, the old Jewish women. Yes. Ooh, the sexiest women in the world. Uh, but no, they're Jewish not supposed American to. princesses. <laughs> they're, uh, the, the watchers were supposed to just watch and, and not intervene with anything with anyone. And uh, uh, the babies they made were these giant people like Goliath, the, the Nephilim. So the Nephilim. Yeah. Um, and uh, God was super pissed and that is why God caused the flood in the Jewish and Christian Bible mm-hmm. was to cleanse the earth, not of just sin, uh, not really of the sin of humans, but the sin of the watchers of, of his like, you know, highest Elite, class of whatever. angels for yeah. betraying his will, you know? So, um, and this is where we get the Von Daniken viewpoints. Oh, the angels simply had sex with the humans because they were giants. And what kind of angels is this? Spiritual being? No, they have cocks and pussy and, mm-hmm. and asshole and, oh, yeah. hashtag Wets. only fans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Shock waves. And he's like, no, it was the extraterrestrials. So ev- almost every single time he comes on, he mentions sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which he's is very fucking up old weird. Euro trash. Man. Oh, yeah. I think he keeps the watch on the outside of his sleeve. Yeah. So, he so while he's giving that shock wave, his sleeve absorbs the first wet and his watch, right, right. he can just see how long until yeah. he takes his medicine. It's water resistant, not waterproof. Exactly. So he's got to keep it on the out and out. Yeah. So he knows it can handle only so much wet. Yeah, yeah. And it's time to go. It's just a $40 fossil watch. Yeah, it's not it's, real, it's cool. you know, uh, Swiss made or anything. Exactly. So. Not even, for though my he, people. even though he's yeah. from Switzerland. <laughs> um, uh, this is where they talk about how lots of Gobekli Tepe isn't uncovered. So. Uh, the evidence shows that uh, the 20 enclosures that they've, they don't say they've uncovered them, but they know that they're there. Mm -hmm. But this is where they say that they were buried purposefully. And we get our shockwave here. And he says, like I said before, I I spent as much time and energy building it over in the end as they did building it to begin with. And uh, in 2014, Cockney Collins publishes his book, on Gebekli Tepe and claims the entire purpose was to track a specific celestial progression, which is the progression of Cygnus. Yeah. And he comes on uh, and cocks it up. I don't really have a thing for him. Uh, <laughs> Whips it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Cockney Collins isn't mad yeah, at it. Or, I don't you know. know. Pretty... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's stoked. Uh, oi, Governor. Uh, <laughs> you have That's a five pence uh, for my lorry over here? It's fresh cut uh, salami and prosciutto and shit. And <laughs> delicious sandwich. I flew all the way out to the States <laughs> to go to uh, you know, northern San Diego to get the best farmer's market in the world out there. Um, it's just what you do to support you know, local businesses yeah. and organic living. <laughs> Hyper deep cuts for no one out there, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, Cogging Collins says... Uh, uh, now we focused on enclosure D, which is the of course D is the biggest yeah. and most impressive yeah. most <laughs> enclosure, uh, and we wanted where got to cut D, not an enclosed D, <laughs> uh, where the center columns were facing eleven thousand five hundred years ago. One star came up, and this was the star Deneb, the brightest star in the constellation of Cygnus. And so again, we're normally five stars are what's better than a one star. Exactly. Number, so. Five guys, a little overrated. Yeah, yeah. Stomach hurts, Expensive. whatever. Expensive, yeah. Um, so then we looked at the twin pillars in the other enclosures of Gebekli Tepe. And we find that although they're aligned roughly either north, northwest, 
or south-southeast, that there are slight differences, and what they appear to be doing is following the same star as it moves gradually across the local horizon. And uh, Sh uh, Robert Schock here has a shockwave and kind of explains what that means. It's like the stone circles are aligned according to the stars that they were looking at, but because of precession, they had to realign them periodically. They were covering them up for what we would call scientific purposes. So this is where he's saying, and Collins is saying, I don't, I think, tell me what you think here. Like, it sounds like what they're saying is every handful of decades or hundreds of years, they built another enclosure to like adjust for that to where the star was the, moving as the, the world turns, you know, like it's yeah. weird. Like as the world turns, and that's a lot of fucking dedication to this fucking star. Well, I mean, you have to know that it's offsetting that far, right? Exactly. Right. And so it's it's almost like it'll be interesting to see if they ever uncover all of them or lidar or whatever. If there's like some weird spiral pattern or something right. with how this thing is progressing or however far they got. Um, but again, this just shows that this the literally well, this literally shows how great of lengths that ancient man would go to to simply follow the divine or like yeah, whatever and it's, at the stairs. even though this fucking show says all the time why would they would fucking do that all that fucking work why don't right, you sit right. home and have a fucking zima yeah. you know like, you know put some bread in a basket <laughs> and let it ferment and have a beer yeah, god get damn a it tasket. come yeah. on um but it's yeah so they're saying that basically gobekli tepe is dedicated to cygnus because this is where apparently uh, uh, a bunch of major gods are from in a lot of religions. So um, they're saying they could have been tracking Deneb for up to 1,500 years. So that this yeah, was an active temple. Yeah. And then also, active. like, <laughs> imagine the people coming to this temple in, like, you know, 1,400 years into it. They're like, oh, this ancient temple of Gobekli Tepe, but they're fucking 10,000 years ago or right, something, right, you know. Right. Um and Jonathan Young's on, he rattles off a bunch of these deities that come from Cygnus. Uh, sick, sickness. Uh, Cygnus. <laughs> and, um, uh, oh, and this is where Sooks, like, doubles down. He's like, if it were me and I was an alien that was advanced, I'd want to leave a calling card. And the best way to do that is have people build shit that points to my star. I'm like, what? Like, it's so fucking right, stupid. Right. Like, why not? What Down, card? Why not download into their uh, DNA? Why not fucking telepathically communicate with them? Why not why leave not them with a fucking smartphone that fucking talks to them? that can translate anything right. that stands 10,000 feet high. Exactly. Why be so non-literal about right, it? Right. right. Build the oblux that says, this is in honor of the gods that came yeah. from this star. And sometimes that is the case. But then we have all these claims by Sukalos and the gang where it's like, oh, we think this big, fat, flat platform was for a fucking space helicopter yeah, yeah. to fucking come down. Right, it's like because they needed gasoline, right. but then they had rocket ships, <laughs> right. and then they laser-hovered themselves through a portal. Right. They microwaved like, the pyramids. Come yeah. on. It's like a big hot pocket. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just a, like, it gets a little silly here, but for the, again, the most, for the most part, this episode stays on track. Um, I also wondered here, too, like, it's, it's, I'm curious as if, like, what, we always make the points. It's not counter our point, but it's like, what if the the people, the aliens that came here, came to these people way back in the day, were not like super, super advanced, but just advanced enough to sort of easily get here. And maybe they weren't like many stars away, but they just got one, one star. Like what if it was a harrowing journey, like interstellar, to get to this other planet and you go, 
fuck it. I fuck. I knew that there was life here. And you have these kind of like very advanced, but maybe they were like still kind of fuck. Maybe they were enough like us in that stage of their advancement. They're like still kind of fuck ups and kind of fumbling through it. I don't know. But at the same time, then you have to to cross reference that with the claims of their super advanced technology that could lift fucking eight thousand ton right, blocks, right. and so that's How where it doesn't line remember. up. Right, but yeah. it's like it's it's interesting to think like, oh, what if it was a race of people that was just advanced enough to get here? So they were like, they probably didn't even know how to fucking talk to the people here, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, me yeah. up there, like I right, don't know, right, but right. Um, but still, that speak louder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking deep? Yeah. Um, Gross snake did it. Said, did I hear a helicopter? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> he wants it so fucking bad. Um, but, 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 but. Oh, Cygnus was also the star that a handful of years ago was dimming periodically, and that's what set off the whole uh, a potential alien megastructure or Dyson sphere around that star, which would prove if there's an artificial structure around a star, that means there's an advanced race somewhere around or were yeah. around that star. Sadly. Uh, I'm going to go into what they say on the show, but this has already been sort of disproven because NASA in 2018, this episode was 2017, NASA in 2018 said, we've been looking at this fucking thing for like a year and a half now. If it were a structure, then it would have a consistently solid dimming of all light wavelengths coming off of that star. But that is not the case. When we actually take pictures and look at it closer there's still light coming through in various spaces, which leads us to believe it's something that's more a large cluster of debris, mm -hmm. so something that isn't quite solid, right? It looks like a big object still, so it could just be a cluster of a moon that blew up and is still orbiting or something like that, too. So it doesn't mean it's not something artificial. It could also have been a blown-up space station, yeah, for all yeah. we know. But, um, but the fact remains that it is there, or it was there at the time we can observe it. Um, there's something huge around that star, which is interesting in and of itself, it just wasn't necessarily, as far as you know, a Dyson sphere or something like yeah, that, yeah. too. Still worth exploring. Um, and maybe someday, I mean, Cygnus is pretty far out, but um, maybe someday fucking Voyager or something will be out there and take a picture of it. But probably won't be for hundreds of years yeah, at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's a Nat Geo article from 2018 that is like where they were like the exclusive with NASA to say, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like this is a fucking... Dyson sphere, or mm -hmm. like they want to build that belt around the moon that, like, you know, right. wirelessly, wirelessly transmits solar energy, shit like that. Um, the last little segment here, thankfully, isn't just a dumb recap. They talk about current, more current effects, events affecting Gobekli Tepe, uh, and they show a bunch of footage of ISIS just fucking up historical um, artifacts, relics. It's, it's super sad. Um, and uh, the city where this was happening is only 60 miles from Gobekli Tepe. So they're like, they're talking about how like, yeah, all the fucking excavators were sitting there watching bombs and smoke and shit come up from mm -hmm. the, the city on this horizon and hoping it didn't come for them because that was the mission that ISIS was on to destroy the history of that area. So, um, but the Turkish government really responded and is investing $15 million to like, what was that? Someone knocking. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Groven Snake got us. Uh, he says, "Get down to the ground. We've yeah. been monitoring your Twitch. We have been doxxed. Sorry. So we basically what I'm assuming is some sort of Uber Eats or yeah. DoorDash some got beep, the wrong delivery because thing. our house doesn't have any numbers on it. Right. Neither does the house next to us. Right, right. About the other house. So Even on the curb. 
nowhere. Wow. Uh, so wow. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so they were looking for a house, which was not my house. Mm. So yeah. Um, what kind of food was it? I have no idea. Mm. It was an old ooh, that sounds white good. Plastic bag. <laughs> Looked like styrofoam and related. I was going to say, did it say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you on the bag, like uh, most Asian restaurants? Yeah, it was it Chinese? <laughs> who food. don't want to pay for their own logo printing on a bag? Um, so, anyway, the government uh, has taken steps to fortify the surrounding uh, barrier. Like, you know, we're going to build a wall. We're going to build the biggest wall around Gebekli Tepe. Uh, so, they're building a fence. They're going to put a ceiling. <laughs> they're going to put a, they're putting a ceiling on top of it. Uh, and then installing a security system, they'll have guards. So at least they're investing in keeping this thing from scumbag terrorists who want to destroy history. Yeah. So um, this is where they wait till this point in the episode to say, "Oh, eighty percent of it's still completely buried," you know. Yeah. And again, if 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 it was uncovered at least by the laser radar, right, by a yeah. satellite, you know, imaging uh, radar, then fucking tell us that, right? Show us what it yeah. looks like underground without being dug up. But it kind of sucks because. Assuming you can probably safely assume it follows the pattern, but you kind of can at the same time yeah. too. Like, what if there's a central building that is different than all the little enclosures? What if there was a main purpose and we're also tracking this fucking star? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So you're watching this whole 40, 40 minutes of this forty-two minute episode, and you're like, they 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 fucking love to act like they know exactly what this place was for, but they've barely seen any right, of it. Right, you know. Right, so, um, and we get a, a final shockwave here, and he says. Now, Gebekli Tepe goes back to an earlier cycle of civilization that existed at the end of the last ice age. And they experienced catastrophic changes, just like puberty <laughs> in a beautiful young woman before she's experienced a shocker. But at least after those changes, she experienced pleasure instead of fear and pain from the shocker. The flowers opened yes, and it's blossomed. Yeah. It is the spring and late summer. Right. Things still bloom. <laughs> so I'm of the opinion that there's a very important message that maybe they were purposefully sending us or maybe trying to preserve for future generations and we need to figure out exactly what that message is. Uh, William Henry kind of says his classic galactic daddy thing where he's like we should be focusing on how the ancients were focused on stars and stars and we are star people and we come yeah. from stargates and stars and that's pretty much it we so come. we come we yes. come um but yeah i dig the focus of this episode i think it was a pretty good yeah um season finale for the show yeah, yeah, yeah. i now, enjoyed it and the the season 13 premiere which we'll be doing next week whew, that's a two-hour episode which means actual times hour 24 minutes so that's gonna be a big one next monday oh, yeah. Um, and that's on the UFO conspiracy, which when I looked at the like, you know, coming up next time kind of preview, uh, it's interesting because all the shit they're going to show has very recently been proven true. It's showing the Tic Tac thing. It's showing the fucking San Diego naval thing, like all the UFO videos and shit right. that were leaked in 2017. They're showing it in 2018. And now we're going to be able to say, oh, yeah, the Pentagon Confirm. fucking said that fucking yeah. thing is true. So. Uh, that should be a fun episode, too. But, uh, yeah. yeah, other than that, um, Steve's going to fucking uh, back teen and Neospore in his entire leg now. Hydron Collider Peroxide. Um, yeah, he put his leg into a particle accelerator <laughs> so that it would hopefully... Um, oh, that, that was, was one of the news things, too, is that, that scientists have figured out how time crystals work, which will help with quantum computing. So that means. Yes. Um, but, but other than that, that thanks for supporting us. us. Uh, 
here by subscribing and sharing and talking about our show and telling all your weird friends about it. Uh, thanks for supporting us at patreon.com slash where there's over 50 episodes of fucking exclusive content on there. And you can take a little peek at those Patreon episodes by looking back in our podcast feed here uh, and seeing the Patreon peak episodes. There's some Adventurous Ghosts and there's some other, there's some Wilcock content, some Will content on there. Uh, take a peek and support us if you like that content. And uh, yeah, make sure and follow us on twitch.tv slash aliens and transfer your Amazon Prime membership to a twitch prime membership because it helps us and it's free you gotta do it every month but it's free and uh it gives us a little dough every month so um yeah follow us on social media at probing aliens on twitter at probing aliens on instagram and facebook and uh listen to beer there drunk that our craft beer podcast on the same podcast services you can find probing aliens except spotify because we just never put them out no yeah, it's on spotify oh it is yeah, yeah. Oh, great. you always say that why don't you correct me earlier i, I correct you every bye Every goddamn time. <laughs> Bye.